Finn finds himself at attention before a rise dais where a tall blonde man has in his hand two objects. One, a metal that is very hard to look away from for Finn. He's been waiting for this day for a long time. And in his other hand, a watch along a silver chain, another representation of the amount of work and ethic that Finn has shown to reach the position that he is in now. Along the corridor leading up to this dais is lined with military personnel in crisp white uniforms, all standing at attention. All eyes are on Finn. Lieutenant Commander Diedrich, sir, you have shown nothing but the absolute utmost respect and honor to this uniform, and with that, today we have decided to reward you, not only with a commendation, but a promotion to your own captaincy. Please, present yourself to the Admiral Bjornsson for his, so he can fit you with your rewarded medal. And you, he, he like offers to you to stand next to him. Finn does so. You look out over the rows of military uh, uniforms that kind of all kind of seem to blend together to you, except for just a few. Your second in command of this new ship will be your wife, of course, and also a few other uh, standout uh, uniforms that you've gotten to know very well over the, over the last few years. As you kind of look over and you think to yourself, whatever your innermost thoughts would be, tell us what those are as the Admiral pins the Captain's medal to your chest. There wasn't much that was in the beginning. You know, it's, it's you started out as an orphan, you grew up with nothing and you work yourself to something and you you push and you push and you you meet people in your life that are worthy of being you know worthy of your trust and your loyalty and giving it back and you know you you achieve this rank not only because of yourself but because of others and it just feels so rewarding to have this and get this ship that I can command with them, with the people who I trust the most as my family. And it's just an overwhelming sense of pride and joy and Finn's just over overjoyed that he now gets to, you know, sail with the people he trusts the most and cares for the most. And like as you kind of feel that particular bit of pride swell up, you are presented in this nice Cushioned box, the pocket watch. Kind of opens it up and there's like, you know, the the emblature of like captaincy and just mm -hmm. kind of, it's very beautiful and like ornate and has all these like this filigree on it. And he's just thinking to himself about everyone else with him but himself. And he's just like, this is for them. As you think that, you realize that the Admiral has an arm, a hand on your shoulder. 
and he's saying congratulations to you, but you didn't quite hear him. You were a bit too involved in your own head, in your own thoughts. But as you realize that something is expected of you, he asks you if there's anything you want to say to the group ahead, a short speech. You are the man of the hour. Hmm. <clears throat> Finn will like kind of stand up and he'll just be like, this is an incredible honor bestowed upon me today. And it is because of the few that have chosen to be my loyalist of subordinates. It is, I am nothing without them. And I... There's a few like, woo! <laughs> as, as you say that, whereas, and it's, but it's quickly uh, cowed down as the core of it must be maintained. <laughs> we look forward to, you know, continuing to be useful to the Navy and being in the position to help as many people as possible. And you see the Admiral kind of nod. He's got a little bit of gray in the blonde. He's a bit more of a seasoned uh, seaman than you are at the moment. Ha 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 ha. And he says, well put, well said. And with that, I think that's all for today. Please... To our newest captain, a round of applause, and you hear like a very there's a few, there's quite a bit of measured applause, and then of course there's a few more like a bit more enthusiastic, a couple more like woo yeah, and then again quickly cowed as the quorum must be presented even now, <laughs> and as the, the applause kind of dies down, the strict military ranks kind of break as the ceremony starts to close down. And the Admiral looks at you and says, It's been a long time coming, and uh, I think you're going to do great things. And Finn will give like one last salute and be like, Sir. Mm-hmm. And then and he walks, and then the Admiral walks away. Feeling sentimental, sir. And he just kind of closes it and he's like, Remembering why I do this. And he like just kind of looks up or Raleigh. Oi! What was that all about? You just, I was trying to talk to you and you were just sitting there looking at the damn pocket watch. Now I'm like, hey! What are you doing in my captain's chamber? That's really rude, you know. That's a people. You're being weird. We all came to check on you. I would... What are you fiddling with yourself? Get back to them. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be cooking dinner or something? Oh shit, he's right. Dinner can... Man your posts. Right, you have a little bit of <laughs> All right. And with that, welcome to Lizards and Locations, Roots of Idrisil, Episode 4. I hope that little uh, opening gave you a little bit more insight into Finn Diedrich and what he's gone through to get here. Before we get into the episode proper, I would like to say thank you for watching and make sure to check out our sponsor, Dice Legion, and check out the link in the description in the bio below and use our special promo code LIZARDS to get 10% off of all polyhedrons and polyhedron accessories. We actually have a little example, I think, of the dice bag that turns into a dice tray, don't we? Oh, yes, we do. Look how cool that is. The old bag. Look how cool that looks. And? Oh. 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 And then you can pull it apart. And you can open it out. I gotta do this right. Yeah. Yes. Just pull mm-hmm. it, stretch it. And now, 
<gasps> I have a dice tray. I rolled a six. Yay! Yay! Dice Legion. I'll probably roll better than that. Statistically <laughs> probable. Adventurers. They had arrived at the Rock of Brawl to do a little bit of research at the Library of Spheres. They were accosted along the way by some rats of varying sizes and shapes. Bitches. <laughs> and uh, along the way, along that little altercation, it was seen that it was they had the insignia of Gaspar's Reclaimers, which was an interesting little bit of. Uh, trivia that they kind of gathered. So now we know someone knows something, and they know that our adventurers may or may not have that particular thing. There was a little bit of a chase down as one of the were-rats stole an important item from Finn that was quickly and uh, smellily retrieved. And after that, they decided that it was not quite up to military uh, standards to present themselves in the library smelling like sewers, so they went back to rectify that situation. Whereas uh, our mercenaries, having had no such uh, setback, went straight to the library and we'll set ourselves up right there where they can take it away. This place got a lot of books. That is how libraries work, yes. I know you're not a fan of school. You're supposed to read all of them. Not all of them, only the ones that you need. So which one are we looking for then? Well, we're looking for anything on Odin, I think. Oh, holiday. Mm-hmm. Maybe something that deals with a raven, or... I don't know. Sure, we can look up Ooh. all the books on Corvus. Eye patches? That might be a good thing to look at. Runestones? That might be useful. Huh. Hmm. We look up stuff about the world tree. We really need to figure out where to take it to, you know? Would you say the library is pretty packed, or is it, uh... Mm, probably not as packed as you would think. The Rock of Brawl is not exactly the kind of place where a lot of people come to research. Okay. It's, a, it's more, like, it's... They have a university. Like, a prestigious university. Yeah, but libraries. I'm gonna look at the map here and just where would they put it? <laughs> the fancy bit. The fancy bits. Half of the uh, upper city is taken up by uh, the palace that uh, Andrew has. 
Yeah. Andrew? I don't know how to pronounce it without saying Andrew, which just sounds like me. Uh-huh. Which it's, is kind of weird. It totally depends on... You said you were thinking about having it larger. Yes, I was thinking about having it larger, and, like, I was thinking about it. It is larger than the, like, the standard one in the book where it's a mile long and, like, half as wide. Yeah. Not quite enough for me. It, it is a little bit longer, but a, a university is, like, pretty big. So I think universities are probably things that happen uh, planet side, not necessarily on the rock itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's more like we need college gotcha. <laughs> 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 yes, the rock. <laughs> what is it? R O B C C. Yeah, that's where we're going. <laughs> so when you really want to make an economic decision regarding your uh, your higher education, <laughs> somebody in the library like. I just keep this up for another two years, I can transfer over to Eden. When, when, yeah. <laughs> Rock of Brawl Community College is actually just a uh, colloquial term for the school of hard knocks of growing up on the Rock of Brawl. <laughs> <laughs> if someone tells you they went to the, the ROBCC, it means that they grew up on the freaking streets. <laughs> I expect to hear it from Hogi now. Little <laughs> Oh, no, I'm definitely not trying to get Hoagie to say that. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, I would <laughs> I would never try to do that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... There's people in it, and most specifically, there is a bright yellow um, Asimer that is manning the front desk. And you see him kind of, like, shuffling through some returns as he's checking the uh, codes on the books and putting them into the proper places. And then you can see every so often when he finishes a set, they all kind of, like, magically shuffle off into their, their uh, appropriate places. You think we go to talk to Sparkles over there? That could be a good place to start. He could tell us how it's all organized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take us to the card catalog. All right. Uh, we'll go approach. Okay. And then as you approach, you see a little nameplate on the front desk. It's Librarian Solari. Solari? Solari. S-O-L-A-R-I. Solari. Excuse me, uh, Master Librarian Solari. Um, we're uh, looking for books uh, that might give us some information on the Allfather. Would you uh, be a kind soul to help us out? And it looks like she's got like the bright, glowing, like, orange skin with like bright yellow eyes he's like it hurts a little bit to look at but you can kind of understand why he would be a librarian because he kind of has his own like he can read whenever he wants to yeah yep. he kind of looks you over and he looks you he like looks all the way up at you and all the way down and he's just like oh we've got plenty of stuff on the Allfather what did you need to know specifically we really need to find general information about his location location of the Allfather yeah. Uh, hmm. Like specifically or like Asgard? Because like specifically you would think Asgard. Now do you want to go there? I don't know. It could be an interesting point of study just how you might theoretically fly over there, you know? Yeah, how, how would one get to Asgard? Well, I'm glad you asked. The last reported uh, time someone went to Asgard and recorded it was well over 200 years ago, almost before the Rock of Brawl was founded. But, interestingly enough, it isn't unknown to happen. The problem is getting someone back. 
Okay. And the other problem is getting someone to write it down. <laughs> huh. Um, that's interesting. That's interesting. Any records like that would be fantastic, you know. Well, you could always check our uh, star chart records over in floor four and then orb three. Okay. So that's that union kind of like points up. You see that bright yellow orb that's kind of rotating around about four stories up? Yeah. That's what yeah. you're looking for. It's going to have anything you want to know. It's going to be a very kind of secluded area. It's not, not our most popular uh, subject. Star charts tend to be a bit dry for most. Okay. And do you guys have ladders to get up there and, and such? And there's there's stairs and such that yeah. goes up. All right. Just, I guess yeah. like spiral spiral staircase that kind of like winds around each other. And you said that gentleman recorded his travel? The there were several recordings of it. There wasn't any names attached to them per se, but I'm just saying that there were... The last time someone wrote down, I went to Asgard and here's what happened and I came back. Yeah. Very. It was a considerable time ago. But if we could find that, that record of, you know, how... It would be up there, there, yes. It would be in section four, subsection eight, probably like third shelf or so. Okay, all right. And just another question. I'm still new to the whole, you know, understanding the Pantheon. I'm, I grew up learning about our father and all, but uh, what do you know about Yoth? Oh, Yoth, the uh, Vanir goddess of fertility. Not that uh, most Vanir goddesses are about fertility, fertility but uh, she's known to kind of reside over the natural laws of of the uh, universe and that kind of balance that is trying to be struck. There's, especially in this uh, age when planar travel seems to be a bit less uh, restrictive, there's still laws that need to be maintained, and she's one of the ones that makes sure, on the Venier side at least, that that is kept straight and narrow. You'd say pretty respectable person? I would say most respect the Vanir as a, as a whole. Okay. Right. And I would never say anything against the our Aesir uh, pantheon. Absolutely not. Why would you? Exactly. So, but yes, very respectable. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I think that's the main questions I have. Physic, did you have any other questions? What do you think would be the... I know what the seed is called. What would be the seed of the world tree? That could be really useful in our paper that we're writing. Seed of the world tree? Yes. Can't say I've ever heard of such a thing. The world tree is what gives the entire universe structure. Sure. I don't know if I've ever heard of such a thing. Any good place to find just information on the world tree, then? Oh, yes, absolutely. There's plenty of uh, information on the world tree in uh, pretty much anywhere here. What kind? What specifically did you want to know about? There's inter- there's the interplanar travel part. There's the internal structure of, of Yggdrasil. There's how to navigate through that per- in, in a particular way, where places to go. Maybe navigation, maybe how it came to be, why it doesn't die. Hmm, interesting. Well, the basics of the world tree can be found 
Uh, right on the first floor, right over there, and he points to a large, like, orange sphere that kind of is uh, attached by a small... Like, and all the orbs are kind of attached to the outside through a small, like, tube hallway corridor. And he kind of, like, points to that one as it slowly moves around. And, like, all of them are slowly rotating around the central pillar. So that would be where most of the, like, basics of what Yggdrasil is, how it functions, what keeps it thriving. All right. All right. Well, another thing, um, I don't know if this is something I need to bring up to you, but the... On our way here, we were um, attacked by some of those uh, Gaspars. You know the Gaspars Reclamation Group. Sure. Yeah, they. Uh, we've we've hired them several times to collect library books that didn't quite make it back in their allotted time. So we're familiar. Okay, that's that's fair. Um, they were a little rambunctious <laughs> when we ran into them. Uh, are they? Uh... No. The, here's the question: Did you have something that wouldn't belong to you? Not that I'm um, aware. Of. I had nothing taken from me, so I guess not. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm not one to speculate on Gaspard's inclinations and what he says to do with his troops. All I can tell you is that they hold a, if not sparkling reputation on the rock, then especially an effective one. Yeah. Where is Gaspar? Uh, low city, high city. Where where would they be? Oh, I'm afraid you'd have to ask somebody else about the specific location of Gaspar. Okay. That is not something that I keep track of. Gotcha. Yeah, I just want to you know if we need to put a complaint in. We have uh, I have a liaison with his agents. I've never met the man personally. Okay. Assuming it is a man, I again never never met them. That's fine. Yeah, just wanted to make sure if you weren't aware already, they were spotted. No, they're they're usually spotted. It's not necessarily they're usually not necessarily in hiding. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and look up some books. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rat King. The librarian guides you to where you, he thinks you need to go. Where do you guys go? Do you guys go to the fourth floor for the nautical maps and charts, or do you go to the first floor where all of the basic information is? start with some basic information and then do some star charts once the... Uh... Once our friends get here? Let's do the specific one first. You know, I feel like there's more books of the, of the basics and of the specificities. Well, yeah, but wouldn't uh, Finn and Raleigh be really good at those star charts? Oh, you think that they'll be good at the uh, fish portal? Exactly. Star charts are for traveling in a space jammer. Really smart, though. Sure, but I haven't been, you know, at the helm in a while, so. I can always let you get the helm if you want to. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, no, I'm perfectly happy to let you take the wheel. Okay. Um, Here we are. Boo! Boo! (laughs) (laughs) So, where's my NPC mask? (laughs) So we need to start with the the basics, you think? I think starting with the basics on the first floor could be useful, because I think Finn and Rolly might have more to say. Up on the fourth floor. Are we thinking Odin is for dummies or like what? You know, an Odin is for dummies book would be great. Odin is for dummies. There is an All Father for Dummies uh, book that basically goes over uh, basic old school lore from Odin, like before uh, the current iteration of the uh, Pantheon as is understood by modern scholars, so like 
how he became known as the Lord of the Hanged, how he and the Vanir kind of went at war at some point, and it's not quite clear if that's continued to this day or if there's been some kind of equilibrium established. Uh, the And there's a lot of references to Ragnarok as well, where it says that there's something that happens during Ragnarok, but then there's always something after that. Mm. So there's... it's. Kind of, and it's kind of like shrouded in that kind of mystery, and it says so in the book that a lot of this is is like almost mythos. But there's been so many sightings of Odin's influence and various gods' influence, and like sightings of specific gods. Like you, you find a, a couple people who have said, or a couple like things where like people have said that they've met Odin, they've met specific gods either in their dreams or out in the wild space or various places. So it's not hard to find information on it. It's hard to find recent verifiable ones. Okay. You got all that on? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I did. <laughs> You're really good at reading that loud. I was working my way through it. I'm surprised you can read it was that Addy can read it. He's smarter than Addy. Mm-hmm. He's six. Christmas six. Christmas six. Yeah. That's the His intelligence is like ten. Yeah, that's the abrasive part. Like he can read. He's just an asshole. <laughs> just. Oh, like... But it's not charming like when I do it. Boy, yeah, that's like there's something else. But no, that seems to be all the info that's here. Mm. I wonder if I... We could find a book on, like, Asgard. Oh, wait, that's part of the Star Star ones. Yeah, yeah. Where are those two lovebirds at? I know, they must be taking their toys in the bath. (laughs) (laughs) Bath. Well, you know. Fantasy shower. Jumping in a bucket of cold water and then putting on clean clothes. Right. Yeah. And there's that little snap thing. Yeah, I know. He could heat up the water real nice. Snap soup. I never make fire. This is a question for you. Um, For me? Yeah. I get to be involved in the cooking. Nice. (laughs) Uh, You had said previously in the past that Mm -hmm. casters just get price digitation. Do you still hold that up? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, if, you, if you cast a spell, if you cast, you know... You're telling me you went back to the ship to bathe and you could have just magicked it away. I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but at the I same point... I prefer a cold dunk of water. Yeah, a good, a good cold dunk will get you through the day. It's oh. like a cup of coffee. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I, I, also, I, there I, were I, other I, reasons to go back to the ship. I give druid craft thaumaturgy and the presentation to any caster of that particular, like, brand. Yeah, the divine, primal, arcane trichotomy that a certain publication is trying to do, which I think is actually a pretty good idea. So, I guess, flavor-wise, I might actually be more thaumaturgy. Be more paladin than, uh, than sorcerer? I don't know, because I, th- I think... It what would, are your levels right now? It, I, I'm currently, levels-wise, I'm more sorcerer than paladin. Okay. But I think, personality-wise, probably more like a paladin. Well, then you can do Thaumaturgy instead. Yeah. You get one, you don't get both. Yeah, yeah, of course. I know. I'm thinking Thaumaturgy makes more sense. Okay, in that case, then you wouldn't have the ability yeah. to press the digitude by the way. But I do. 
Well, and you just didn't, so... <laughs> you know, he's a dick, I'm a dick. Be that way sometimes. I just feel like a commander would have thaumaturgy. <laughs> it makes sense to give it, like, that booming voice thing, especially. Yeah, exactly. I think it just makes a lot more sense. I like that flavor. Booming blade. That's not the same thing. <laughs> it does that, like, snapping thing. Like, yeah. And it creates fire. Yep. It's all that, right? Yes. Like yeah. I can start using him to- oh, you can do it too! Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool, huh? Why can't I do it? You should really talk My to My finger's your... too thick. You should really talk to your god about that one. Well, we got a book on him. Is this book chained or anything like that? Is it the- uh, like, does it seem to be attached to the- Some old school library. Yeah, like- it's Fancy, expensive <laughs> No, it's it's just a book. I don't think All Father for so, Dummies is one of the expensive So, do, do you think this is... You, do you buy these, or do you run them? Well, it depends on if we're at a bookstore or a library, and since we're, we're at a library, a library yeah. so you have to steal it then? You're supposed to put it back. When? When I'm done stealing it though, right? When you're done reading it here. You can't well, just... I mean, they might have cards to rent the books. <laughs> Let's go talk back to the library and see what the see system is. See if they have a library card, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Go back to find that. Isamar. Uh, excuse me, I, I know Master Librarian that we talked to you before, but uh, we didn't talk about how the system works. Do we um, rent the books for how long? How, can you purchase books? Is that possible? Or We have a, a small selection of uh, books where we have more than one copy of them that we sometimes sell on special uh, occasions, but... Um, like, usually no. Usually what happens is you come to me with a selection of books, and I give you probably four or five of them that you're allowed to rent for a specific amount of time, usually three weeks or so, All right. and you bring them back. All right, and, um... And when they don't get brought back, you send those rat people after you. I don't send anybody. I talk to Gaspar's reclaimers, and they go about getting the book back after, and this is only if you do not respond to several... Other other uh, things where I or someone on the library staff contacts you and asks you to return them politely until it gets to the point where we have to take issues into somebody else's hands. Okay, all right. So I got all father for dummies here. Um, I see that. Is this a purchasable book or is this a renting book? Or? Unfortunately, no. We don't. We're not. Again, we're not selling any books at this time. It's just. It's a very specific time frame where we have a collection of books in a storage. Like a clearance, you know. You're trying to get some exactly. Friends of the the library sale. Sure, and he kind of like looks at you like I'm not really quite sure what you're implying well, there. The benefits have to do with this. No, that's not what I said. Okay, anyways, well, thank you. So, we, do we need a membership card, or, or do we just give you our information, or...? Well, do you have a, an ID that I could copy down? Uh, yeah, my license, actually. Yeah, I do have a license. Excellent, thank you. And he'll take it, and he'll put it, and he'll, he has, like, a little uh, thing of, like, two pages where he, like, kind of folds it in it, and then you see him, like, infuse it with a little magic, and a copy of your license kind of shows up on the top page. And he opens it up and he hands it back to you, and then he files it away. He's like, all right, you're all set. All right, you said about three weeks, right? Three weeks is the standard amount of time, so I would like to have it back by that time. If not, then you may incur some fees. All right, and if I uh, let's say, um, get some rats. 
if I need to find if I find a, if I find a couple more books that I like, I can just bring them. I can still bring. You them have the four books without uh, further clearance. All right, cool. Thank you. I appreciate you. No problem. This first time in a library. It's really. Exciting. I can kind of tell, and uh, it's always nice to see someone thirsting for more knowledge. I can't wait till they read to me. It's going to be right. As long as knowledge is imparted, however many ways you manage to do that is perfectly fine with me, sir. Yeah. Alright, well, let's go do a proper book about it and some more. Now, if you were looking specifically, and this is not the... This is me, Andrew, speaking as a DM. If you were looking for information on Asgard, there was certain um, information on that in the place you just were, but it was more like a mythology, like the myths of Asgard and, like, how Valkyries would choose uh, warriors to go into Asgard and Valhalla and kind of do that kind of thing. There wasn't any, like, this is how to get there, besides dying and being brought there. Definitely don't want to do the dying bit. Alright, we'll start scouting up some books we'll wait for our friends to come, and uh, we'll see if they have any recommendations. Uh, sure. Uh, if you see a real, real good-looking fella, blue, blue colt, Orc, um, Sharp Tusk, uh, does a lot of this. He might snap at you. Uh, that's one of our friends we're looking for. Our uh, library of no, 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 I am. Uh, how, do you go to the library a lot? I feel like we probably go there a decent amount in terms of, like, gathering intel on, like, missions and things. So we, we probably go there, like, often enough. Okay. Then, yeah, he would know where you were. Yeah. Oh, Captain Dietrich. Yeah, a little abrasive. You know, not, not as charming as myself, but always has his lovely, lovely partner with him. Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah. Um, I'll be sure to let him know uh, you guys are heading up to the fourth floor. Uh, yeah, fourth I think so, yeah. Yep, that's you. That's I'll relay the message. Appreciate it. <laughs> and, I mean, it, at this point, it's probably been enough time where you guys have made your way back. And so this time, you probably didn't take... As many as shortcuts. There's, there's, um... Or maybe you didn't. There's nothing that's, like, particularly eventful about going back to the ship, right? There's no... No, nothing that specifically needs to be mentioned. Nothing that's off. Okay. I mean, Jim Lee kind of looks at you guys, like, what are you guys doing? Because you get your back pretty early, but he he doesn't... He's too busy to really question you about it. I feel like he'd be like, what are you doing? Oh, I know you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking in the back. That's a that's a hefty scent you've got there, Captain. And he, he holds out his pocket watch. And he's like, "It was all worth it." Jimmy kind of goes, writes starts writing down on his uh, dock master docket. <laughs> he's gonna be like, you, "You're not putting that in the really right? docket. What would it be? <laughs> just a log, I guess." Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a log. <laughs> yeah, we get it cleaned up and we head over to the library. All right. Uh, by the time you guys get there. You guys have just arrived at the star charts and navigation room. The uh, librarian sees you. You're pretty easy to spot with the uh, crisp, clean uh, military uniform, and he tells you that your friends are on the fourth floor in the bright yellow uh, orb. Mm. And that you can clearly see as it rotates, you know, a good 50 feet above you. And I, I know the librarian's name. Yeah, yeah Solari. Lo- oh, wait. Solari. 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 Solari.
I mean, it's it's, it's on the nameplate on it. Yeah. He didn't. You didn't ask. It was on his nameplate. Yeah. Oh, apparently, I don't look at those. Guys, yeah, literally said like master librarian Solari. Mm-hmm. I just added the master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> master Fearball. Okay. Master Wizard. Oh, uh, Bansy Nine. Pretty good. Master Raider. No. No. Anyways. Okay. Alright, so you... Is there anything you want to do in the library specifically besides go up to help with the navigational charts? Um... No, not the moment. I think the navigational charts are probably the most pressing thing to consult. So we'll look at those and then I'll see if that gives me enough information before I start scouting for something different. And I'll, I'll look over the report, too, of, like, the accounts from somebody who's been to Asgard as well. I'll okay. take a look at that as well. And it gets in the Star Trek area. Yeah, the, okay, yeah, yeah. That's in the same area. Of the okay. Yeah. Yep. We'll look at the Star Trek thing. Okay. So as you guys look over... And Finn's very familiar with how to, like, do all the access. Yeah, and, and this is a pretty large section as well. Like, it's filled with lots of scrolls, lots of, like, fold-out maps, that kind of thing. And on the ones of Asgard, you see there's a familiar quadrant called the Cluster of Brilliance, where it's a lot of very bright white main, main sequence stars. Like, it's not super high energy, like a blue, like the blue ones, or like something where you would expect a lot of star formation, but it's very... I'd say, like, not, I, I will keep trying to say energetic, but like, it's very uh, idyllic, let's say. There's, there's a no, more than normal uh, proportion of habitable planets, main sequence white stars. It's it's, it's very uh, well high, highly populated area in uh, the wild space kind of structure, hmm. and you can see like it's laid out at like a like a world tree. Like you kind of kind of see like in the middle is. The rock of brawl and like many other planets and like the higher you get the more it goes into like the celestial realms and then higher than that is asgard vanaheim that kind of thing and then down below is niflheim hell muswellheim that kind and like it's kind of the way that it's set up is a little bit strange because it's a 3d representation of this of this situation but it's just like it's a star chart and a lot of and it, it kind of ties into the whole Perception equals like the reality of wild space. The more like it's generally that like the more someone believes that this is how the universe is set up, the more it kind of aligns itself to that kind of thing. So like hmm. because the rock of brawl is in such a unique place, it doesn't move much. But there are definitely times where, say, a thing place like Hell's Forge or Eden or things like that have moved significantly. And that needs to be tracked, and there's a whole plethora of services, including one branch of the Navy that keeps track of that kind of thing. Hmm. Is it, so, are these star charts that are, like, these are public record of star charts, or is this a segment that is authorized by, like, Navy? This would be public knowledge. Anything that's in the library of spheres 
that isn't in a restricted section would be public knowledge. If you wanted to get access to restricted areas, you would have to request it. Gotcha. And it's not even necessarily that it would be, it would be at the library spheres. That might be specifically held in, excuse me, uh, either in HQ on the on the Rock of Rawl or at a planet side base or at the Leviathan, the flagship of the Navy. Gotcha. But okay, so I'll um, I'm gonna look at the report specifically from the guy who went to Asgard. Okay. I'm gonna like read that. Okay. The name isn't uh, publicly available, but it does show a yeah. It does show a route that goes past Eden, because Eden is in the northern quadrant of this area. And you find one that shows you to a specific gas giant named Asgard, and its moons listed as uh, names that you recognize as the names of Valkyries. Like Hildur, Sigrun, Ir, Kara. Like there's a it's, there's a, a long list of that kind of thing. As it's a gas giant with a lot of moons that kind of orbit it. That's what most of the uh, of the star charts tend to lead you to. Hmm. And so that, that's where the records came from. It's over in that. Like that's where they're that, that's where they were sailing towards, and that's mm-hmm. hmm. How I guess hmm. I don't know how I would like vet further that this is accurate or not, other than just like markers along the way that I would recognize. Aside from Eden Six, like okay, so. It went past Eden 6. Is I don't that... know where you, should, where, where you got 6 from. Just... Not Eden 6, just Eden, sorry. <laughs> I, in my head, it, it corrected Eden 6. It's I just Eden. That would be fun. <laughs> like the 6th moon of, of uh, Gastri and Eden, that would be fun. But uh, unfortunately, no, it's just a, it's a rocky terrestrial world, much like Earth. Yeah, okay, so so I don't, I don't know, like, if, if I go further past Eden, is that, like, just sort of un... un like, it's just too wild of a space to... There's a lot of uncharted areas past the specific places of the world tree, and, like, there's a lot of reported instances of when you go past the reported areas, it gets real fucky real quick. Because, again, the whole the structure of this world is perception. So in order to expand the public perception of the universe, it requires a lot of time and a lot of, the sp- and the, the requires the spread of information. So like when things happen, when like things, like when a new world is found and mapped, it takes a long time to pin it down, to make sure everyone knows where it is, and then there it is. So it's, you can go past it, like, there are explorers that do that, but there are times when, like, the explorers go out and, like, they don't come back. And they probably will at some point, because wild space, you can't really die of old age. 
but they may have only think they may have only been thinking that they're out there, you know, a couple weeks, and it's been years. It's a risk that ever, that explorers take to to explore. Mm-hmm. So we're heading to uncharted lands, or supposedly uncharted lands. Yeah, the gas giant Asgard is one of the farthest, most charted planets. Charted? Yes, it is charted. You know, like you, the star chart shows you where it is. So, like, you, because the, this knowledge is in the world, it's published, you're looking at it. Yeah. You can be fairly certain that unless something very drastic has changed, especially in the public perception of that, it should be where it says it is. Hmm. Suppose we could, based on the star charts there, we could chart a course to Asgard. Make an insight check for me. Everyone make an insight check. Because let's let's get everyone's roles in early this particular session. Let's play some Dungeons and Dragons about it. Dungeon Wagon. Dirty 20. Okay. Thank goodness. I got an 18. Okay. 13. Natural 20. Very nice. Wow. So, and this is applies to everybody, but I guess especially Yogi. Okay. So, 21. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, he had a big brain moment. <laughs> All right. Though, I'm Wait, not going to lie. He's got a plus one to his bonus, but he rolled a natural 20. Well, Finn has a plus zero. Yeah. So the idea that the planet named Asgard leads specifically to the celestial realm of Asgard is not necessarily a slam dunk. Hmm. Like, you know that it is in the area where Asgard is most likely to be, but, like, is this Asgard? Is this the place you need to go? It's hard to tell. Hmm. Because like you're thinking, because like this is a, this is a navigational chart. This is from a purely pragmatic standpoint. You're trying to find Asgard, and that's Asgard according to star charts. So is that where it is? Is that how you get there? Is that how you get to the celestial realm of the Aesir? That part is not clear. Hmm. And the, the gentleman who wrote a uh, pound you went to Asgard and then got back didn't tell us whether or not he went to the gas giant Asgard? Again, this is not a like journal. This is just a navigational chart. And it, there are notes written in the margins about how he got there, what he did. He said he landed on Sigrun, one of the, the interior moons that was as uh, habitable. He noted a small settlement, and then he came home. And you see him, like, where he, like, found small shift adrift in uh, the Aether Sea. Nothing to be... And, like, there's there's little bits and pieces of, like, where he stopped along the way. Hmm. So, yes, he went to Asgard. Did he go to Asgard? Hmm. 
good start as any, right? I mean, let's be honest. Still something to go off of. It is. Seems very on the nose, but... Well, I also got this All Father uh, is for Dummies book as well. Some great information. Can I take a look at that? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I did rent it already, so please don't lose that. Don't lose that. going after me. I'll try not to. He's going to just like flip through the pages. Uh, it's a lot of, like I said before, mythological uh, renditions of Odin. How he be like different like stories of what he's done to specific figures in Nordic mythology. Uh, doesn't paint him in the greatest of lights. Doesn't he just look wonderful in it? Says he's majestic. He's gonna like read out one of his like bad qualities because like you know he's I, I I feel like Finn generally knows about the All Father, but I don't think that he would like know. Specific details. Mm-hmm. Really... I mean, there's. Let's let's see. One of the ones that doesn't paint him in the uh, greatest of lights. Well, there was always the war with the Vanir, where Freya was wed to him as a kind of like a peace treaty, and she kind of fucks her over about it and traps her in uh, in Midgard, <laughs> hmm. so that she can't go back to Vanaheim. Mm, real savory figure we're tracking here. Yeah, I thought that was kind of lightning, you know. I've never been a fan of any gods, so yeah. So yeah. yeah and, and to be fair, as a rule, the Pantheon is not exactly revered in the sense of a great ruling class. They're more revered in the fact that like they are powerful beings that deserve respect. Yeah. Kind of just like legendary, not always like the yeah. They're they're not moral beacons of like this is how you should take like you take lessons from them on how to live your life, not necessarily because they've told you how to do it, but like hey, maybe don't do this particular thing because kind of a big move, but it's important to. Take those as you know allegories, and like again, these are mythological statements. How true are they? It's hard to say. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. Um, anything else you think we should look for? I can get four books. <laughs> I already got one. And I, I put it under my name, keep the paper trail away from you guys, you know? Looking out for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now that I think about it, I appreciate not the best idea. Sticking your neck out for us there. Hogarth. Uh, well, <laughs> the the very real danger of renting library books. I just you know, I think I think it's a good 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 idea. We need to send get some more rat tails, that's on after me. Get the rat tails. Go from there. So many more rat tails. So, where are we headed then? Well, I think we're heading to see Odin, so it's good in Asgard. Sure, but how do we get there? Well, that's what's a cabin. I think we head towards this planet for funsies. Uh, 
Funsies is a loose term for it. For reference as well, uh, Yotun's Breath, where you found the seed, is in the northern quadrant as well, near the Celestial Realms. As labeled by as Celestial Realms. What about one god there? Usually travel in packs. Just saying, if it's a you know, honestly, I don't know what I'm saying. Suppose I love my bakery. It's the most sensible thing Hoagie's ever said. No, it's <laughs> real. So, when we were heading there, was it like so we were traveling through wild space and like right, or was it charted space and we were traveling with like it was very linear heading to Yoda's breath? Or was it wild space? The, I mean, the, when I say wild space, what I'm referring to is the areas in between the places where someone's consciously thinking of. So, like, when somebody thinks of Jotun's breath, it exists in it exists where they think it's going to be. And because there's people on Jotun's breath, it's especially static. Like, once somebody is there and they live there and they're like, yes, this is where I am, their perception, their, like, cognitive ability to bring it into existence is, like, almost unbreakable. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, it was... But, like, when you say, like, you always travel through wild space to get to anywhere you're trying to go. That's how you're able to go as quickly as you can because you're not bound to the cognitive limitations of this is how physics works. Yeah. Right. Respectable. So if we perceive that Asgard is Asgard, maybe it'll be Asgard. I'm so glad that you picked up on that so quickly. That's so fucking good. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that might just be it. I think we had we need to have a clear understanding of what, what we're looking for. So you learn about Asgard then? We need to learn about Asgard to know Asgard. Alright, let's get some books. Alright, as going for dummies, let's find one of those. So we're gonna grab books related to knowing what Asgard is. The place of myth. So we can okay. picture it solidly <laughs> in our heads. There are plenty of mythological books about Valkyries and the basically the gods for Baldur, Odin, all those like the big those are like the big ones. But there's also, you know, the gods tier, the gods the, and also, like the giants of Jotunheim is also another uh, inter- another like. There's a lot of crossover between those two things, and you know, also a lot of crossover between Vanaheim and Asgard. So there's plenty of books to kind of give you an understanding of what Asgard is mythologically. Okay. Um, I'll start with books specifically on. Odin and um, like Thor too. Oh, we, got, we already got the Odin one. I got you. Yeah, you, already got the, you already got the Odin one. <laughs> so, okay, so. Or did, did he already get the Odin one? Yeah. He has the Odin for dummies one. Yeah. You get one that's a bit more. Um, a bit more meaty. Like, so, like Chronicles of the Allfather, Chronicles of Baldur, Chronicles of Thor. So, you want one of the Chronicles? This is more my there's speed. A, there's like a, a almost a, chron- a anthology of stories of specific gods. So if you wanted to get 
you know, Balder, Thor, Odin, Tyr, etc., etc. There's okay. also one called the uh, the Stories of Numir, which is a another anthology of different stories of just random kind of. Could we get uh, a book just on Asgard? What was that? There are some. Uh, there are, there's so many on Asgard. Is the okay. thing. It's like that's the the question isn't did you find books? The question is which books are you looking? For? I'm looking for descriptions, setting, you know, the idea of, of what it looks like, what. It, what what it inhabits. You know? Okay, okay. You yeah. you definitely can find a. Um, there's a couple ones that aren't concrete, but like there's a lot of speculative. Okay. Uh, works of like what Asgard might look like the, based on eyewitness accounts or like messages from the gods. Okay. Mm. Because like I, and I've said this before, there are plenty of times where somebody finds a mythological figure, they find a Valkyrie, they find the world serpent, or the, the ethereal serpent as it's called now. Uh, I got Odin for Dummies, Chronicles of the Allfather, and Asgard in its speculations. Is there one that's like an art book that's full of artists' renderings of the Absolutely place. there so is. Kind of like the hells, how they did the hells. Yeah, so I can, I, can, yeah. I can just There is an art book depicts, yeah, there's a lot of artwork depicting the nine realms, yeah. including a specific one. There's The ones that are specific to individual realms aren't as large because there's only so many speculative things that they can put in there before it just starts to get redundant. Mm-hmm. And, like, and you can see, like, if you as you read through that particular section, and that would be not necessarily in the navigation section, but I'm not going to make you go down and interact with Solari every time you're looking for a different book. So, yeah, you go to a different section, you find an artwork section where, like, there's specifically large pieces where you can see artist depictions of planets that are named after certain things. Like, you see an artist depiction of the gas giant Asgard, and it's this giant, like, almost Saturn-like thing where like with a gigantic ring system and several moons. You want that one? Yeah, and it, it looks breathtaking. It is very bad. Like nine realms, potentially. Yeah, and there's there and like there's a depiction of Muspelheim of this like fiery, almost like bright red streak across the sky as this terrestrial planet that almost looks like it's Pulsing, like it's a static image, but it almost looks like it's pulsing with energy. And there's Niflheim, which has the uh, a blue streak across it, as the it kind of looks almost misty. Got my phone. This is a good start. And there's a there's an artist's depiction of Helheim, which is almost like a cluster of these black orbs where light bends around them, and it looks almost impossible. Also, you know, Alfheim, Vanaheim. Vanaheim looks like this lush, like a, a, a series of like lush planets kind of stretch out into the distance. Then these these are nowhere near what any actual celestial body would look like. It is 100% like an artist rendition. 
Like, there couldn't be three planets that close to each other because they would rip each other apart. Mm-hmm. Once somebody conceived the notion of gravity, that entire situation would, would implode. <laughs> Like this concept that things are just existing because we don't know that they exist. I thought you might. Odin for dummies. Oh, I already had them. Chronicles the All Father, Asgard and Speculation, and Asgard Planetary Arc. Very nice. I think it lends itself well to a speculation of how things got to the way they are, which is kind of the whole point of the campaign. <laughs> Spoilers. So do we have our books that we're absolutely going to bring back before we do this uh, season? Don't um, take with us over massively long period. I'm good. You guys got a lot of reading to do. I got some pictures. Oh shit! Can you run one of these? Actually, real quick. Yeah, sure. Okay, I want to look for a book of Thorgon Bramsey's recipes. Okay. There, there's absolutely a cooking section. Okay, I'm just looking for. The most like there's a chef there's a whole freaking like a section full of Thorgon brand. Okay, I'm just getting grabbing He's, a cookbook. As you can imagine, he is one of the most popular chefs on in wild space. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Priorities, guys. I'm sorry. I think Finn is going to pick up um, Helheim's a kitchen. A couple <laughs> books call it. on like fabled beings that would. You know, be contentious with Asgard, and maybe like the list of beings that would be contentious with Asgard is limitless. Limitless, but I'm thinking of ones that are specifically like, um, I guess I'm not really thinking of specifically ones. Never mind. I mean, what is your what are you thinking? Give me give me the the end thought here. I'm more like trying to. Because, like, the, the main ones that are kind of against Asgard would be Vanaheim and Jotunheim. It's more like trying to figure out any information regarding this massive ship that would be pillaging that is... Oh, okay. So you're, this is a completely separate investigation. Yeah, it's, it's more related to just, like, how does this fit into it? How, why is their tech completely advanced? Like, what even was this? How long has it been like? I can give you that. We're going to do a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons in here, and we're going to do an (gasps) investigation check. Could you? The most, and like, I love that I say we're going to do Dungeons and Dragons every time I ask for a fucking roll. (laughs) Dra. (laughs) Dra. 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 11. (laughs) 11. You find a book that has a lot of unknown encounters on it, and None of them specifically show what you're looking for, but there's... The thing is, like, there's countless species that exist within the entire span of wild space and the world tree, and there's new ones added every day. Like, there, there might be... Like, tomorrow, there might be an entirely new race that realized the ability to spell jam and insert themselves into the uh, universal, like arena and just because you haven't seen them necessarily on the rock of brawl doesn't necessarily mean that they're not out there doing whatever they need to do so you don't have any specific information all you know is that it's 
very possible that a race would be able to interfere the way that it did. It's not unheard of. I guess it would be one of those things that I would have to pull rank, because this would be one of those things where, like, if somebody else also responded to another distress, and it's, also... It's very possible that such information would not be readily available to the public, because that might cause panic. I think I'm going to keep that one in the back pocket and to investigate uh, okay. more sounds classified. Perfect. Okay, that sounds good to me. Fitbit, you just getting that one. Fitbit! Yes! Excellent! I think that's what I'm gonna gonna focus on. I'm gonna let, you know, you focus on Odin. I'm, I'm sure everyone else will focus on other things. I'm gonna really, really meditate. I'm gonna meditate on what after it that. Looks like. Cool. Yeah. Alright, so just, just the artwork then for you. Alright. Accumulate the five books I believe you read? Uh, yeah, four for me, and then the fifth one's Pippins. Uh, yeah. Okay, so fifth, if you will have to give Solari your... Sure, do I have like a uh, leftover ID from when my, my pack? Like when I lived with my parents. Do you? That's what. That's a thousand percent your decision. Am I allowed to have? Yeah, unless you had a particular reason to throw it away. I mean, I feel like it's useful, and so I'll keep it, and I'll be like, "Yeah, it's totally charged to vast shadow." Is that the name you went at, you went by? Your mom. That's my mom's last name, right? Yeah. Is that the name you went by, is my question. That's that's the last name on the, the ID okay. card. I don't use it very often, but I feel like, you know, in the case of wanting them to hunt down somebody... So it says... Vast Shadow. Corvin Vast Shadow is what is the name on the... Oh, fair point. Fair point. Fair point. Then I guess it probably says the other one. And say Star, Star uh, Helm, right? Corvin Star Helm it is. Corvin Star Helm Jr. Yeah. Sure. Okay. That's I mean, the second is probably yeah. says the second. They're fancy people. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fancy people always. What about the fourth? The fourth. That'd be fun. The tenth. The tenth. Yeah, we get the tenth. Someone get me. That means <laughs> Corbin Star something. The very star well background. Mm -hmm. Just to be clear. <laughs> it really is, except for their names. <laughs> The things were like you're you've got the end thing like this is gonna be great, this is gonna be excellent. Okay, what are their names? Fuck. <laughs> Uncle Fithy, Uncle Pithy, Uncle Lippy. All minor based on artists. Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Shifty. I said shitty. He's a con man. Shitty Shifty. <laughs> Uncle Swifty. Uncle Swifty. He's a DJ. <laughs> Some of the best characters in comics I've read the last two years had characters named Shitty and Shifty. <laughs> Their names, huh? So anyway. So yeah. Uh, here's a question. Are those IDs current? Have you been keeping them up? I don't know. They're very rich people. Do their IDs go bad? Yes, IDs. It's not, it's not just like a, like a signet ring that's like, yeah, I'm totally... Isn't it, basically, you have a you can have a signet ring as like an identifier, but it's not considered ID in the form of like a legal ID. Like you can't... Give somebody the signet ring and be like, this is who I am. You could have easily stolen that. I mean you can in a lot of a lot of 
places, but the, no, the, no, the, I don't pay to keep up like an ID. Well, the reason the ID for yeah. sure, sure. for him worked at for yeah. Hogarth worked at is because there's a picture of him on it. Oh, no, so they want photo ID. They want photo ID. No, it's not correct. Okay. Why would I pay to keep that up? For the specific reason, I would imagine. I don't go to the library very right often. Well, it's it's just for subterfuge, is what I'm saying. Oh, fair <laughs> <point>. <laughs> <laughs> not specifically the library. Sure, for subterfuge reasons, I keep up the okay the, the card. Sure. All right, then gross. he's like, all right, thank you very much. And, gross. <laughs> and he he has that uh, that specific like double yeah. paper. Every, every time I use it, it, there's a pit in my stomach that goes, oh my god. I hate my parents. He hands you it back. Thanks. Files that away. Die a little inside. Happens to, happens to the best of us. <laughs> the things we do to accomplish our goals. It's what we do that defines us. Mm-hmm. With the gift of life. <laughs> so, if we got everything... <laughs> So, if we got everything, we should probably uh, get out before we run to my family. Uh, Your family's better than my family. We're in the middle of a political battle. I don't want to be a part of that. That's fair. Certainly. We can head out. I agree. Let's head back to the ship. Or, yeah, back to the ship. Or, yeah, back to the ship. (laughs) Or they're attacked by more rats. Uh, I'll eat. Don't want to assume or anything like that. You have a great quota master, I'm sure. Hopefully. Seems okay. Uh, but uh, seems okay. supplies were good for our journey. I can check with them when we get back. All right. See if we're good. What's the name again? Uh, Jay's. Uh, Hughes, right? Hughes. Hughes. All right. All right. Hmm. So you were talking about Jim. Huh? Jim is the dock worker, right? The harbor master. Alright, well, everything go good with the Navy? They were checked in. They didn't really ask us too many questions when no, we went through. They thought we were pleasant, fantastic, and let us go. Yeah. They said that was the most charming person they've ever met. They did. I'm sure they did. You get a session check. <laughs> 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 no. Yeah, it's not necessary. It's not, but it's That's funny. That's why I wrote Goldborn. But it's funny to say. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that n- both of you don't believe anything that either one of them says. <laughs> I'm already predisposed to not believe. Yeah. I just take you with a grain of salt. It, depends, uh-huh, it would really depend on like what you were trying to accomplish with what you were doing. Like if you were actually trying to deceive them yeah. for like an actual reason, like yeah, all right, let's do it. He just says shit to say shit. But like you're just you're just, well just bullshitting. Yeah, and the thing is, Finn wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> I was born Sunday, but it wasn't yesterday. Finn is not a firefly. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we head back to the ship. Okay, <laughs> great. Noted. When uh, when you get back to the ship, it's notably empty. The only one there is... Uh, well, everyone's on short leave. Because you guys went left and it wasn't yet. I would hope that there's somebody on the ship. There right? is somebody on the ship. Okay. Hughes is still there taking inventory. Mostly because of our precious Fabergé item on board. Well, here's the thing. 
if your ship goes in the port and you act like you aren't leaving, suspicious. Yeah. So, Pathic and Fury left to do, ch- again, check in with Naval HQ, probably get more provisions, because if we're going back out, they're going to need more food, more, like, basic necessities. Especially because it seems like you guys are going to go to some unknown place that they don't know about yet. They don't know that you go to the Asgard. They don't know where they're going. When they went to go change or whatever, would they have been there then? Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. If you wanted to talk to them at the t- at that time, like retroactively, I wouldn't want, I would say no to that. Mm. Okay. Um, the only, before we do go back to the ship, I do wonder if it would be useful to stop by the more secure, like, records. Oh, at Naval HQ? Yeah, Naval HQ. Okay, absolutely. You bringing the two civilians with you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. Where are we going? We're going to the ship then? Or... Yeah, we'll I back. just don't want to be a... I don't want to be in the... We'll go back to the hideaway and bide our time. For reasons, I don't really want to be around Gift Town too much. Our hideaway is not in Gift Town, right? No, I found the lieutenant. So Can we'll you just go to our hideaway and, away and we'll bide Start our time. Follow, follow the lieutenant. What if we do that? That'll get you, that'll get you access back on a military bus. So we're going with you then? Yes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I think we're good. Sure. I won't be long. Um, how are you guys going about that? Yeah, I was just thinking that. Um... Can we make a pit stop at our place real quick? Meet at the barracks of Lydar time together? I need to get together. the rest of my mess kit. Oh, sure. Meet at the docks? That's fine. Yeah. That's good. It's up to you. Uh, still... Oh. Getting skill heals on my military craft. Mm. Yeah, we did... They did come off the boat, and then... We're all talking about our spelljammer, and now it would be suspicious if we brought them back on. Prisoners. That's kind of why I'm asking how do you go about that, because there's... I'm not going to give you any hints as to what you could do, but there are several ways to go about that. That probably would be, if not suspicious, at least acceptable. So there's a couple of cons we can play. We can just, like, stumble aboard looking for the bathroom. Uh, You can bring us along as prisoners. I you was could invite going, us to a party. I was going to tell Julie that you were so grateful for the rescue that you offered your services on the ship as repayment. Did she just indenture us to the Navy? It just doesn't sound like me. Right? I'm not Thankful. I'm not a fan of indentured servitude. <laughs> I am not actually doing that. Oh, good. So there's no contractor. I waved, didn't I? Sure. <laughs> I love it. I don't want to be a slave to the other. Like, bro, it's called lying. <laughs> so I would be, um, uh, well, what's the salary like? No, no, we're Do not actually in a contract. If you want a salary, we, we can negotiate a contract. I just didn't think that would. Of what you were interested in. I mean, I'm taking time out, but 
Eh. Finn's already gone, so it's just... Yeah, <laughs> I figured as much. <laughs> That's why I'm not interjecting so with anything. So, how's the negotiation here going, exactly? I, I don't think we actually want to be in service for military. That's fair. Yeah, and it feels a little restrictive. Yeah. Yeah. No offense to you. No. This is, a, this is a choice that I've made. It's fine, we'll find money where we can. Yeah. Yeah. You just stop by, grab my mess kit stuff, and that'll be good. Or I can use my pass then. Uh, where Jim is at, right? Yes. Right. Off we go. Off we go. To be fair, the docks are in an extensive thing. Like, like half the brick inside of the rock brawl is a series of dock yards. Yeah. They know. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to talk to Jubilee before they get there because I know that uh, Cody's a terrible liar. <laughs> but I'm a fabulous dog. Oh, yeah. Absolutely no offense to Fithic. Uh, it's just Cody it almost makes a hobby of giving himself away. <laughs> you see Jim Lee and he's talking to a large hobgoblin uh, female who's trying to convince him of something, it seems like. I'll and he it. doesn't seem to be buying it. I'll, I'll observe. So he's, well, I mean, there's not much to observe. She's basically gesturing to a strange string instrument that she's trying to kind of sell as something that it's, uh, that she doesn't have to basically turn into customs. Is it resolving itself? She seems more defeated by the second. (laughs) Then I'll just watch the shot in Freda. Mm-hmm. So as you see, generally just kind of you can see him shake his head, and then the hobgoblin just kind of like, and she hands over the strange stringed instrument as Jimmy takes it and turns around and almost runs into you, and he's like, "Ah, Lieutenant Commander, what can I do for you?" And he kind of like he like looks you up and down. Sorry to interrupt. What have you out there? Uh, it's a good question. I'm not really sure I've seen the like before, and I've seen quite a few things, and, uh, I'm just kind of curious as to its authenticity as a stringed instrument, because, um, and he kind of, like, flicks a couple of strings, and it sounds wildly out of tune. Interesting. I'm gonna investigate it, if only because I'm striking conversation. Mm-hmm. Natural 20. Holy dicks. So basically, you pick it up, and you in- immediately see... A like a the way that the uh, strings are set up, you just kind of like, and a little compartment pops out of the bottom of the string instrument, and a small box falls to the docks, and you see the hobgoblin like no. I pick up the box. Just okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Just don't open it, please. And you see, and you see, you're kind of like, just give it to the dog, and I'll, I'll explain myself later. Mary wants to open it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna open it. <laughs> okay, it is uh, several little. Um, Almost like jewels that you can find. It's they're, but they're not like crystals. They're like these strange plumb bob shaped objects that you don't recognize. I'm going. But Jimmy looks at him and she's and he's like, "Oh, smuggling is 
very much frowned upon, or at least getting caught smuggling, my dear, and he kind of, like, takes the box from you. Like, if you don't mind, I'm going to uh, have a few chats with uh, my superior about this. And he kind of whistles for guards to come down and escorts the hot top away. <laughs> Oops. Rio's expression is, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Rolly's just like, indeed. Glad I could do my part. What was I here for again? Oh, wait. <laughs> this would be a great time for Hoagie and Physic to get here while they're distracted. Okay. Mm-hmm. If we got our stuff, then I'm good to get yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not a proper fuck about our stuff. Yeah. Anyway. What were you doing, is my question, honestly. Not a proper like, fuck, fuck about. about. That's all you guys were doing? No, I was grabbing the rest of my, my mess kit stuff. Okay. How long? So you went to the low, the low city to get Yeah, low city, just uh, west of Probably It's probably going to take you about an hour to walk there and back. Okay. Yeah. So it, it definitely. There's Don't that back count yet. the hour for the fuck about. Sure. You tell me how long it takes, then. I don't know what you want from me. I'm just telling you how long it takes to do things. Choose a roll for how, how good Hoagie went. 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> so an hour and 25 minutes later. <laughs> Jesus, Mary, and Odin. Yeah. Uh, are they still distracted from customs? Jimmy? Mm-hmm. I think, no, he's passed it off. He's not the one that processes all that. He's back to working at the docks. And well, then, before these dummies get there, as I originally intended, mm-hmm. <laughs> I will be like, Jimmy, I feel a need to become forthcoming with you. Uh, a need that I very strongly encourage. Yes, of course. Two of the refugees that we picked up on our way to our mission, mm-hmm. uh, have expressed great gratitude to us and would like to return the favor by doing some service on the ship in our next expedition. Mm-hmm. So if you see a couple of civilians entering our ship, that is what they intend to do. Uh, which civilians? It would be the Gif and the Elf. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I guarantee you I would have seen them coming aboard, so good that you let me know. Because um, they seem a uh, troubled sort. To be polite. It is not our business what they do in their personal lives. They're plenty professional, and they have proven themselves to be trustworthy on at least this level. Well, Lieutenant Commander, I can't say I've ever known your judgment to be faulty, so I'll trust it implicitly. I'm glad that we agreed. Anything else? Um, no, that's... (laughs) The joke was that I said implicit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's funny, damn it. <laughs> anyway. The joke ruiner. I'm gonna go on. Elliot Reed, moment killer. <laughs> I'm gonna go on board and I'm gonna make sure that the preparations are going on. Well, well enjoy- I wait for the rest of these. Enjoy your journey, Lieutenant Commander. Thank you, sir. See you when we get back. As always. He continues to write without and rank. I don't know Jimmy's rank. <laughs> his rank? Yeah. He's a rank. rank. He's no. he's dog master. So, he's, uh, he's a yeah, it's a civilian position. Uh, he's not he's not military. 
I like how he just, he's like, Yes, Lieutenant Commander, absolutely. You have no reason to lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally no reason for him to doubt you whatsoever. I'm not even going to make you roll for deception. This is like, yeah, there's no reason for him to think that you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, I decorated. <laughs> never, never mind the criminally lack of uh, dice I make you roll in general. <laughs> Actually, okay. Assuming through all this, we've had a short rest, I'm gonna roll a hit die. I'm gonna- you guys have all had a long rest. Oh, a long rest? Oh, no, from the, uh, from the encounter? From the encounter. That would be a short- uh, yeah, I'll give you a short rest. I would like to take a short rest. And apply my d20- or d10, god. Whatever it is. You're gonna spend some hit dice to heal? I'm gonna spend a hit die. Just the- just the one. Hopefully it will- I don't know, perfect. Can I use two? Yes, you can use as many as you want. We're gonna start with one and maybe one. Keep in mind though, you only gain half of your maximum back on a long rest. But max. That's pretty good. Like my sparkly dice. I have to spell different dice. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Are they purple? They are. <laughs> like all of my dice? <laughs> but imagine buying dice that aren't purple. I can't even. I like to just be rolling, except for the short rest. It's nice that you can mark it and it'll it roll. Nice, yeah. I don't know. The, the digital dice are cool, but like, there's no, there's no, there's nothing like yeah, actually rolling dice. Yeah. I love it. Sixteen and twenty. I just wasted those rolls. It's great. Love it. <laughs> so, y'all have been fucking around, literally. Yeah. Uh, Raleigh, you have you still a little bit before they get there, and Finn, you have just completely bailed on the situation. What are you doing? Finn is going to the record hall, like the, the official records held by the military, and he's going to request a specific. He's gonna he's gonna request information about sightings of described massive, ultra massive ship that has. Technology beyond beyond typical conventions. You're easily allowed into the archives for specific uh, incidents, and you look at the specific dates that they reported to you. The four seventy, like uh, seven ninety four dot eight dot eleven. There's a couple instances of uh, disturbances reported in that time frame, and one of them is a large bulbous. Um, asteroid-like starship that kind of wreaked havoc for around a month or so. And then mysteriously disappeared. And it was the one of uh, Skull's Rest. That was one of the reported incidents, and the loss of life that you've seen is pretty substantial. And there are several other uh, instances of Convoys being attacked, a military ship was destroyed. Several other ships were uh, basically lost without being like they just couldn't find them. There wasn't even like we didn't even find the wreckage of them yet. Did they say what ship was lost? The military ship. Uh, the military ship was the. Uh, let me see. Let me make one up real quick. I'll dump my face. The cold cut. Uh, Hotties fangs. Yeah. How do you spell that? Hotties fangs. H A D I apostrophe S fangs. H A D I apostrophe S. Look, that's how you spell hobby. Mm-hmm. 
first. And this was so 794.8.11. What's the current star date today? The current star date is 796.1.8. Okay, so it's been like a couple of years. It's been a year and a yeah. The it's I'm, I'm, for simplicity's sake, I'm making it very similar to Star Trek Gregory. No, I don't know. Actually, I have no idea that starting uh, in Star Trek works. Yeah. Straight up, I've never researched that. I'm essentially doing like a month date. Day. I'm doing date, month, day, like yeah. year, month, day. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I see. Hmm. And they so nobody had ever been aboard it. They just heard they they'd more like just heard survivor tales of a massive ship that greatly overwhelmed them, mm-hmm. and then it was gone. Mm-hmm. And it, it, nobody came from the ship and pillaged or anything. Nobody saw. No, there there's there were absolutely no attempts at either contact or uh, pillaging. It was literally it appeared wreaked havoc and destruction and left. Hmm. Uh, no flags or call signs. Nothing. No. Uh, was it more like it was so big that it was like a silhouette you couldn't even tell what like color it was or any kind of... It looked like an asteroid. It just looked like It looked like, like something carved a ship out of an asteroid and was flying it around. Definitely not sovereign. It definitely did not look like a giant squid. And based on like the records, did, is there any sort of developmental tech that the military's been working on that is anything close to the recounted tales of the tech that was involved in that. Is this is this greatly beyond the capacity of our tech? And it was like a th- like a, a threat level that's incredibly high for a short period of time and then it was like this is still a high threat, we just don't know where it is. You know what I mean? It's definitely it's a high threat, you just don't know where it is and it's hard to say if the military could contend with this kind of thing. It's definitely more destructive than a lot of the mili- than the, a lot of the weapons that the military likes to use, but not necessarily more than it has access to. I see. So like, you you know for a fact the military has weapons of very, very powerful destruction, destructive math too. Super massive destruction. Yeah, like you, it has access to those things. It doesn't like to use them because it's kind of like the whole. Star Wars thing where if you use the giant laser to destroy a planet, it kind of doesn't help. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Also, the idea of destroying of destruction of that magnitude in a scenario where cognizance and cognition are vital to the existence of star charts to destroy a 
planet that somebody lives on would completely dis like disrupt the how the flow of the wild space of like just exists. So like, there's a, plenty of reasons to not do the things that they can do. But you will you do know this though. Well, here let me do a um, I guess what I want do a history check. What I would almost want to investigate too is whether or not certain star like star charts had been at that time had been greatly altered because of the presence of that thing at those moments. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't mean I won't make you do a change for that. No, nothing has changed in that area that anyone is aware of. Okay, so there wasn't like a significant amount of shift in the way the star chart is because they obliterated. Not that you can Conscious see. Of that. Not, that, not that you can see. There wasn't such a loss of life on a specific planet to differentiate. A lot of the attacks were done in wild space. Okay. Okay. What was the other thing you were gonna have me look? look make, we'll make the make the roll. Make the history check. Yeah, make the history check. Take two. Take two. Let's see. 23. 23. Okay. So, you will... I'll say this, and you kind of know this through your knowledge of military tech. Most of the weapons that you guys have that would do that kind of damage are done on ships that are much uh, larger than the Howling Corsair. Like, it is... It, so, like, the scale of this ship would be significant like on, on the scale of a capital ship like the leviathan which is a just absolutely gigantic dreadnought hmm. if you were to put that in perspective for us like what would use as a scale to reflect the difference between is it bigger than the rock of brawlix and leviathan no it's not that big Okay. But it's it's not so to give you a perspective. Let's see, like let's say a bombard is like a like a Spanish galleon, right? Okay. Yeah. The Leviathan would be like a modern day like aircraft aircraft carrier. Yes. Yeah. So okay. it would be it would be considerable. Yeah. So like a good few times as large. Yeah. Okay. The floating town. Yeah. Essentially, because I was almost. It, it was almost going to add, like, beg the question of whether or not the Rocker Brawl itself was actually a vessel. <laughs> yeah. So could you launch a bombard from the, the Leviathan? Yes. Okay. The, the Something Howling, shuttle to the Howling Corsair device. can dock with the, uh, can, like, go inside Leviathan. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. It can't carry a lot of them, but it yeah. can carry bombards as individual, yeah. like, deployable fighters. Okay. It's very large. Hmm. I think this galleon would be a bit much for a bombard. It's less of a galleon and more of like a... Because like you think of like a galleon, like the... the, the Oh, so Queen Anne's massive ones. Yeah. Talking about more like the, the normal sized ones that weren't the flagship. Yeah. Because like the, the Queen Anne's Revenge is like 
a massive like capital ship that basically Edward <laughs> <Yeah>. stole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll, I was almost thinking it'd be the scale of the Corsair. <laughs> well, it's, it's a bit bigger than a Corsair. <laughs> Corsairs are, pre- are pretty small comparatively. And the course, this common Corsair has sh- shuttles, if you will. That, it has yeah. the little skips. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like we went one way, it could fit four to six. Six. It, yeah. it says that it can fit six medium-sized creatures, but like nice, I'm okay. gonna be real here. You're, yeah. Even if you're considered a medium-sized creature, uh, yeah, not, not, nine feet, three hundred something, five hundred pounds or what yeah. something. Like it's nuts. It's like putting Shaq in your sedan. Yeah, it's he he he's, he's he's medium-sized. Yeah, but like no. Yeah. Remember those car commercials where he was like the face for them? He was like. I got a car that I can fit in, and his knees are like this while he's at the steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> so I can fit in this car, and I was like, can you? No. But, I mean, but yeah, just to, just to give you like that kind of, it's like a huge dreadnought that can fit yeah. probably two or three bombers in it. But that would be its max. Like, yeah. that would be cramped. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I have all the information, at least start on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything else I can gather from this specifically right now because it's all based on just you know accounts that seem to give me the same information. I kind of have a general idea of the c- capabilities and the firepower of this thing, but I would almost need to see it in the. It vastly out outguns the Howling Corsair. Oh yeah, I'm certain of that. <laughs> I'm certain of that. It, it would, according to reports, be wreck your shit. It would. It would be ugly. Yeah. So one of those things to keep in mind, and it's it's one of those things where um, I need to probably, unfortunately, see it for myself. <laughs> well, we'll see how it happens. Hmm, suspicious. Anyways. You might run into it. You might not. It depends on your choices. <laughs> Alright. Everything have... depends on your choices. Everything is choices. <laughs> choices. Um. <laughs> choices. This one's for now. Choices. Alright, that concludes my information at the records. <laughs> okay. Records. Uh, okay. Excellent. So you go back to the ship? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that probably took you 45, 50 minutes, so... Go back and keep your ship in ship shape, as it were. Yeah. Hmm? Uh, I think we can... Unless anyone has anything specific they want to do before Hoagie and Fithic come back? No, we can totally come back. Are y'all ready for... The second trip. I believe so. We're. I'm gonna kind of just like brief everybody. Like, when everyone comes back, I'm just gonna kind of brief everybody about where we're going and like what, what it is we're trying to accomplish here. So, I assume you guys are back. Yeah. All right. Be like, crew, I need to speak with you in the quarters real quick. In the what? The, at the quarters, the, um, the meeting room. Okay. Yeah, need to speak with you in the meeting room real quick. So he gets behind his desk and he ends up like the crew all filing. 
Is he gonna be like? Is uh your pilot there as well? Uh yes, the pilot is definitely there. Okay. Um. So. I don't know why I would ask specifically if the pilot was there. <laughs> um. So he's gonna kind of put his hands on his desk and he's gonna be like, "All right, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's hard to say where we're going." because that's the nature of travel in this sort of realm. Um, but we need to know where it is we're going to know how to get there. Let's go. I was going to say, is it just really hard to pronounce or something? No, it's more about getting there by knowing that it's there. And you see, like, the other like military people kind of like, we're going to, we're going to Asgard? Like the, like the, the Aesir realm. Asgard. Yes. I knew before you did. Oh, this is going to be a great trip, Captain. I think we're all very excited. <laughs> you can borrow my book if you need to. I have, I have a book, uh, All Father for Dummies. Yes. I don't remember how much information I gave about... Agreed. <laughs> There's no way any of them can keep a straight face when you do that. There's no way. They all laugh. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. They, thank you. Okay. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I'm really excited for tonight. To be clear. Careful, Hoagie. You're coming after my Queen of Comedy title. You better try really hard. <laughs> Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> It's the most homies cared about anything besides mythic the entire time. <laughs> Open a window, he's sweating. I don't know what's going on. Open the window! <laughs> Go ahead, Captain. <laughs> Can I make Anyways. So he's. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, so we have a number of books, and he's gonna like put on here. He's gonna be like, to get to Asgard, we have to know Asgard. So we need to look at, we need to understand Asgard to make it to Asgard. I just slowly pull Thorgons. It's not. It's no, not. Just, shit. Like I know you. I know you're trying to like talk about it. Like this is like a weird way to think about how this is going to work. This is actually pretty common like knowledge about how wild space affects planar travel. So, right. Like, you, you don't need to explain it to them quite so like tentatively. Like they understand. Thank you for referring to because Asgard's hard to get. Like right, right, right. right. Yeah, it's more. It, I'm not. I'm not sort of like pedantically saying like you don't understand space travel. I do. It's more like this. This, this is the information. I wasn't think you were trying to be pedantic. I thought you were just because it's such a strange way to think about it. I think you as Nate is like thinking, okay, I need to explain. Like, but you don't. Because there was like two or three times you said you have. We have to know Asgard. Like, but like they know that. Yeah. Fair. Fair. So like, that's, that's I didn't get overly do it, but right. yeah, I like I, I was just gonna say like we have the information here to so get there. Um, so I need hopefully. to hopefully get there, and so we all need to study this together and get there. Um, Havoc is gonna look at it a little bit, and he's gonna like. Do you have a chart? We didn't grab a chart. Oh, uh, we got Did the Asgard planetary artwork. 
Oh, no, I th- no, no. Did I not? Did I forget to grab a chart? That's for me. I don't think you guys grabbed a chart. <laughs> At least the uh, the four the five books that you guys yeah. made. None of them were the Star Trek. If you want to retcon that, that's fine. I, it makes no, it makes perfect sense that you guys would grab the star chart. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Finn would have grabbed the star chart. I just I didn't even think that it's like fine. Finn would check it out. I would it's fine. Well, but that's but I'm being lenient here. What what? Yeah, that's true. What I would what I, what I would have done mm-hmm. is I would have gra- I got my star chart. He'll even be like, "You want to use toothpicks?" And I'm like, "No, no, I'm captain. It's okay." <laughs> and <laughs> even at the very least, you could always grab a star chart from where you just were. Yeah, I think I think it would actually make more sense for me to access our records and have a like a star chart to reference. And you you, you easily find one that refers to the Asgard system. Yeah, if not the not the, not the Asgard clan. But the Azure system. It's probably got like more detailed information that's like more useful. It's more yeah, there's less like notes and stuff, it's more like direct routes. Yeah. So yes. Military records, got a star chart, and then <laughs> that's what we have before us now. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense because Finn would know this, <laughs> but apparently not I. As, as you're like pulling up the star chart, I'm just holding up the Asgard planetary artwork. Uh, and Havoc is looking at it like it's very pretty. No, that's for my tracks. I feel like that's for more for the philosophy of picturing Asgard as a thing, but yes. and on and not to steal the thunder, but in a more important business, we're gonna step up the cooking, and I pull out for Helheim's kitchen, a Thorgon Ramsey cookbook, and I kind of show it, show it, and be like, we just want to make sure that we're eating at our finest. Yeah, I approve. I mean, I'm not gonna argue that one. So, I mean, I'm used to MREs, so. <laughs> God. <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> Everyone hurt me. <laughs> I'm in the military. What do you mean? I'm in the military. What do you mean? Hurt me. I'm hurt constantly. Dirt, dirt, dirt. <laughs> Giant space monsters, mostly. <laughs> so yeah, we, I imagine we're all gonna like have like a, a you know just general discussion and just like looking through like stuff and like getting. A group consensus. I'm also assuming that you guys have checked in to look at the seed. Uh, yes. We, I would, yes. We did when we went to bathe. So I definitely Makes sense. spelled that out. Okay. Yeah, and we. Then, that was part of why we came back, yeah. was to check on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I will certainly check on it when we're like, okay, we're on the ship, we're getting ready to embark. Where's my Fabergé egg? Yeah, it's in the, the highest security part of the ship, like back near the uh, captain's quarters. Excellent and great. Mm-hmm. Great and excellent. Great and excellent and good. Yeah. The pilot Rockwell kind of looks at the stars like, oh, this is, you gotta love military precision. And she kind of like studies it, like rolls it up and brings it with her to the helm. I think we have our heading. I know you don't like to clean, Pithic, but our pilot tends to forget to take care of himself. If you could just pop in every once in a while to make sure that they've had enough to drink, that would be very helpful. For sure. Yeah, I'm really great at sharing, you know, the booze and things. <clears throat> Not what I meant, Pithic. Oh, okay. Sure. We're sailors, but we're still... <laughs> we're still... We still have we to be sober die. most of the time. Milkshakes and hot chocolates. Yeah. Thank you. Let's get the pilot drunk. 
What could go wrong? In, in a situation where her cognition is key to the, piloting a blue ship. What could go wrong? And not just in the way that uh, you have to steer it, in like the very real sense of where the fuck you're going. <laughs> okay, we're almost there, Captain. Where are we? It's a trap through the It's very possible that, like, if you're thinking of, like, if your mind drifts away and you're thinking of something that's outside of where you're actually going, you can completely turn around. Wild. (sighs) So what you're saying is our pilot does not have ADHD. No, it's actually extremely important that pilots are able to focus for long periods of time. Practically the spell jammer equivalent of a surgeon. Less precision, but yeah. There's, it's not quite as... Uh... You don't have to be precise, but you can just imagine it there. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I love the costume. It certainly is a statement you made. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. In that case, as you guys all kind of get situated, off the, you guys disembark from the port of the Rock of Brawl and off into the Ethereal Sea you go. And before long, you're able to escape from the cognitive bubble of the Rock of Brawl and zoom into wild space. Finn is just kind of like looking through like the notes on Asgard and just like any sort of additional information that would be helpful in understanding where exactly it is they're going, but also like what lies for them there, like what's what what mythologically and really can be expected when they get there. Like are they gonna be greeted by things that are absurdly powerful, you know, or like are they going to you know, is is are they going to be it's ex- I mean if you're going into the realm of the Aesir, the Aesir are objectively the most powerful beings known to the in the divine spheres. You met a Vanir, which are their rivals, but the Aesir are the dominance, like circle. So we met her, and she's not even Aesir. Yeah, I feel like I'm sufficiently intimidated. You should be. She basically cursed, enchanted you. Nothing to be I'm scared of. It's definitely not not a curse. <laughs> no reason to be intimidated. We don't even fully, we're, well, truthfully, we're not even as characters fully aware that we are cursed, but in that we're just knowing we have an objective by someone who's incredibly more powerful than we are. Yeah, you guys have not done anything to be, even alter your uh, perception of what's happening, yeah. which is part of the curse is you don't realize that your will is being changed. But even like me, like if you would know as players, because I would tell you to make a will save or a uh, wisdom saving throw. Yeah, Finn is operating under the idea that this is beyond the typical like objectives of a baby, and he's like, "This is a higher calling, and I feel compelled to." It is quite literally a calling from a higher power. So yes. Yeah. So that that is his understanding, and that is what he is operating on. And Raleigh is more just like following orders from the captain, probably, right? It's or, a little of both. Call A, call B. 
Higher order. Yeah, there's just there's no reason for the four of you to deviate from that path at the moment. Yeah. There's nothing to Yeah, there's nothing we've done so far to signal that we would even be hurt by it. Well, it's travel time and you know what that means. Wolf for random encounter! <laughs> oh shit, it's Leviathan! Or the asteroid. That would be fucking sick. I would, it would be sick with Leviathan, but the asteroid, I think, uh, would be an immediate, you guys die. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, I don't have it on the random encounter list yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. Yes. I'm just trying out, it's not blinking. Can we just have like a quick zoom in on the um <laughs> for, for dramatic effect? Jeez. On what? For Andrew. Do a DM cam. DM, DM cam. Yet. No music though. <laughs> 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 nonsense. Literal nonsense. All right. Uh, let's go counterclockwise from Nate. Oh. What'd you roll? Oh, I didn't roll shit. <laughs> you uh, you literally said random encounter and then I didn't, didn't do anything. And then I didn't roll. What is it? Roll a d12. That's right. Okay. Uh, I got six. We got it in one. All right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Look what you've done. Your hubris will be our downfall. Listen. <laughs> so. As you guys are cruising along through wild space, the familiar blaring of an alarm goes that you guys have seemed to not be able to dodge lately. Don't think something bad's happening, right? I believe so. Bogey twelve o'clock. Captain to the bow of the ship, and then the entire ship kind of like as like that, as you like kind of hit that cognitive bubble of another entity that is basically forming a uh, bubble of the Aether Sea. Alright, Finn is going to respond quickly mm-hmm. to go investigate. Okay, so that's what you're going to do. What is everyone else doing? Up, up I go. Sure. Yeah. Captain the, like... In fact... Captain the... Captain the bow, yeah. All the way up to the crypt's nest. Okay. Yeah, I put down the meat and the salt for my jerky recipe. I put down the uh, book of art that I'm definitely not doodling in. Jesus. And I'm meditating on how to get there, and apparently that involves doodling. Okay, well, you guys all get up there, because you guys are all going up, and you see this... You see a few different... um, mechanical creatures. The largest one is this almost like a starfish-looking like half crab, half starfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you see like there's this bright red energy that pulses through it as like vents uh, burst out steam as it kind of like and you see a couple of eyes train one is on up in the crow's nest. The other one looks to Finn, and then you just see it go. You see it clutch down as some razor sharp like barbs punch out of all of its arms, and then at, from behind it, two of these little, um, almost 
Uh, like uh, pyramid looking things with these ethereal wings holding them aloft with very uh, painful looking bows and arrows kind of like stare you down and we're all going to roll for our initiative. Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to call out with thaumaturgy. Uh, no. Okay. What were you trying to do? Basically just to be like, you're just say like the typical standard naval language. You're impeding on a naval mission, like state your your business and like before we attack you, basically. State okay. your business that's or fair. we will attack. That's very fair. Um and this hasn't been a full day probably. The, no. The idea is that you're still gonna rule for initiative because they don't have mod. Gotcha. One of my better rolls, thank God. Thank you, Earth. <laughs> You're saying a lot of thank you, Earth. I'm not sure if uh, if Finn would be all that um, happy with her. Probably not. I'm trying to figure out because he's a paladin. Who would be? I'm trying to figure out who his like who he would be connected to. That's a good question. What is his kind of uh, what? What is his driving force? That's uh, that's true. But we can talk. We can talk about that later. Yeah, let's talk about. It. Let's it's definitely a, let's definitely talk about it. But yeah, I definitely because he hasn't. He's not technically. He doesn't have an oath yet, so it's perfectly understandable that it could actually be an on-screen coming. Sure. Oath. Absolutely. But yeah, so it's an interesting uh, idea. But. Until then, anybody roll above 20? Oh, just just, just load your guns. I have a dirty 20. Dirty 20? Nice. 20. Uh, 20. I accidentally wrote Hoggy, I feel bad. Oh. <laughs> so attack. Whoops. 15 to 20. I got 16. 16 for Finn. Uh, 10 to 15. Uh, What'd you get? 11. Here, and Fithic. Okay. Okay. Fight! Alright, here we go. We have a ship. Look at this. Holy shit. Holy shit. Magical spell. Isn't that our lovely artist? That's what I'm working on over here. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Anyway, <laughs> luckily for me, I rolled really well on my initiative. And, uh... Was last time. Yes. Sheesh. Poor woman. Rolling up. Fucked up. Anyway, five is up first. I named him five. Wow. Is his name, like, the five? Or... Yes. I love that! <laughs> All right. So first thing he's going to do is use his paralyzing gas attack. What? Which means that Finn and uh, Hoagie, you're going to make guess what? A Constitution saving throw. Not my favorite. 
Natural one! Holy shit, you are paralyzed as fuck. Ten. Ten, you are also paralyzed as fuck. Can I reduce it in any way of shield? No. Fuck. It is a gas attack. This is biological warfare. That's not like a cloud, right? It is like a cloud, yes. It's gas. Does it like stay there or does it go away? No, it's (laughs) it's just a uh, an attack. It's not a a consistent thing. Or persistent thing, I should say. Yes, we are going to pop open the good old tradition right Where is paralyzed? <laughs> oh, I have no idea what color it is. I don't think I've used paralyzed before. I uh, found it. It's yeah, it's orange. You almost said yellow. I almost said yellow. It's yellow and red, but orange. orange. It's orange. Orange. <laughs> you are now paralyzed. This is going better than I could have possibly hoped for myself. And now it's gonna make five arm attacks. Um. Wow. Okay. Wow, that's terrible roll. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Give me some more of it. <laughs> Just um, on the deck. <laughs> yeah. Does a uh, fourteen hits uh, Finn? Nope. Okay. Oh, he's just frozen. It just like he's like sitting there like he's like he's like mid snap he's like and then this thing's just like clawing at him and it's like ting ting because it's hitting his armor and he's like <laughs> all right we got so far three bludgeoning for Hoagie uh sixteen to hit Finn yeah okay. that's, I have an AC sixteen okay mm-hmm. that's five bludgeoning for Finn <laughs> and last attack. Uh, 18 to Hoagie. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's another five bludgeoning for Hoagie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next up is 42. Check your opposite. What? Check your My nose bitches over. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never guess how many attacks four makes. Forty-two. No. Just four. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you said forty-two. I was sitting here like the meaning of life. That is a tell me number. Life and life. <laughs> Alright, so one for one That's one hit for six. One hit to six. What? Yeah. Uh, uh six piercing damage. Mm. No. No. And no. Okay. That's the only ones for that. After that is Hoagie, who's paralyzed. So I get to make a roll. Yes, you do. Good job. <laughs> uh, 15 plus 4, 19. And before, before we continue, I want to actually do a little bit of uh, painting a word picture here as uh, these kind of like strange mechanical beings kind of like lurch into your like periphery and then you just see this like almost sulfurous yellow gas just pour out of like almost like jets, like vents out of it and you just kind of like... <laughs> yeah, basically. 
And then while these other two kind of like crisscross and fire down a couple of arrows onto what uh, a couple are shooting up into the crow's nest, which is very difficult to hit because she technically has half cover. And uh, Fithic, who does, did get hit once. But yeah, like the, you see like these these mechanical things are just kind of like like very. I want to say steampunkish. Mm-hmm. So like, think about that when you're thinking like how they move, what they look like. Mm-hmm. Is the five also? Of, is the five also robotic? Yes, both. Uh, all three of these are robotic, and like you can see like the gears turning, and like the, the almost like a. It seems like it would be like coal power, but yeah. there's no actual coal being like involved. You can see. Okay, but there's like you, there's like little portions where we can see like it looks like there's a furnace in there. Yeah, like it's it's burning with this <clears throat> red hot energy constantly. Cool. But yeah, after that, uh, Hoagie, you're going to make the uh, Constitution saving throw. Yeah, 15 plus 4, so 19. 19 will do it, so you're no longer paralyzed. Is that the end of my turn or beginning of my turn? That is the end of your turn. Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, luckily enough, Finn, you're up next. Will you be stuck? Fuck! Yes. Alright. You're still paralyzed, so. <laughs> then you're just kind of. Unfortunately. Hey, do you want a sandwich? I'll fuck you! He could feed you a sandwich. I don't want a sandwich. Raleigh, you're after Finn. Okay. Uh, first thing I'm gonna do is I'm going to cast Fairy Fire on five. Okay. Uh, is it's a 20 home? foot cube. And it's a wisdom saving throw? I believe so. No, it's, it's a dex save. Yeah, Dexterity save, okay. Let me make sure. And it hits it is multiple dead. targets. Yeah. Right, but these are dex. Yeah. in the air, so. Hit oh, right fair. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't have it represented like this, but they are in the air. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 30 feet in the air each. Okay. Seven. Nope. All right, so he is fairy fire. So I guess I'll just put magical effect on there. Is there not a fairy fire ring? Is there? Do we have a fairy fire ring? There is a... Magic effect. There's a magic effect ring. And there's a charm ring. But the magic effect is the pinkish one. Yeah, I got the pinkish one. Yeah. That's charm. It's weird they want to have, like, fairy fire is a pretty... There's a square for very fire, but yeah. that's doesn't stay there though. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm gonna put the very fire, the magical effect on it until yeah. I'm gonna looking to see if I can find one, but I'm pretty sure I'm almost certain it's not. Yeah. yeah. It's also like a long thing to say, to be fair. Uh, I mean, Bane does have a specific one. Okay. Well, any in any case. Uh, after Raleigh, is that the end of your turn? Yep. Is Fennec. Right. So, I'm gonna go up, uh, to be on the front side of the ship, but the front side of the ship of the side of the captain. 
This uh, one? No, no, no. So, so, so right next to the monster. Oh, okay. But on the other side of him. That's Finn, right? Yeah, that's Finn. Sweet. Um, he's pretty willing to not be within range of some nasty arms, right? <laughs> what? He's yeah. paralyzed right now. Yeah, but he's willing, yeah. So she can teleport. What are you doing? Oh. I'm gonna go ahead and cast. I'm 10 feet away from Hoagie where I'm standing, yeah? See. Um, 15, 15 feet. That's fine. I'm gonna cast Thunderstep. Which means I can take Finn with me. Okay. Number of feet. Cool. Oh, God. Really far away. Fuck. I will not be going that far away. <laughs> Just like, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> Something going incredibly fast. Something. <laughs> it just says I teleport to a place I can see. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Which I guess I'll go Wait, kind of on, on, on those the ups, the slightly upstairsy portion. No, not, not, not up. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. No, but, but on the little sidey bit. Yeah. Okay. And Finn comes with me. The little well, siding thing. I can't use left and right because port side, so starboard, Andrew side, camera side. Yeah. The camera picks it up, and then I'll say the wrong direction. It's great. So yeah. And then because no, it's thunderstep, a big massive boom sound. The way that I remember it is that port and left at the same number of Yep, that's what I remember it too. <laughs> so oh, I just picture people docking on the left. There's a big, massive boom sound that does a lot of damage. Kaboom! So Kaboom. anyone within 10 feet of the space I just left. What are they doing? They're they taking damage. Am I making a save for this? Yeah, sure. Constitute, apparently. Eight. Oh, no, that's not it's gonna work. I'm assuming they're the only one within two feet. Yes. Seven. Ten whole thunder damage. Because I rolled real bad. Awesome. Ten damage to the pentadrome. Alright, and that's. Okay, cool. After that, it's going to be 41. I probably should have stabbed before I left. Otherwise, it's 4 1. Oh. One for all and 4 1. Hmm. Alright, let's go ahead and hit uh, Raleigh for 8 piercing damage. Owie. Miss Fithic, gonna miss Raleigh, and the natural twenty on Fithic. I'm paralyzed, so I can't react. Right? You have no, there's nothing you can do. Unfortunately, <laughs> can you like? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be the lowest critical hit I'll ever do in my life. That's an eight. Wow. Sweet haters. Um, but I am gonna cast Gift of, and we're rewording it to Hell. The Hell Queen. Um, so they have to make a strength saving throw. Wait. No, they don't, because they're, they're farther than 10 feet, aren't they? Yes. Damn it. 
Sunt piși? Okay. That's the end of his time. And that's going to bring us to the top of the round. However, as you guys are flying out, you feel another, like, thumping, like, rumble as something hits the ship. Good. What was that? <laughs> Who knows? We're going to roll. I'm going to roll this to a recharge for five. Nope. And now that uh, Hoagie is the only one in uh, range, he's going to kind of like, all, you just see like all of his eyes that are kind of like on each one of its uh, tetrapods, just kind of like <laughs> <laughs> All right, big fella. Give Let's get this going. I love doing that. Yes, five at the same time. Hey. <laughs> it wasn't me. Uh, this definitely doesn't hit. This definitely doesn't hit. This definitely doesn't hit. So the lowest one that I think will hit is going to be a twenty. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. And then the other one absolutely does hit. So let's do the damage. Give me the flavor. What is he doing? Oh, I'll give you. I'll give you the flavor in a second. <laughs> what you got? Alright, so it kind of like rears up on, like, one of its uh, pseudopods rears up, and it kind of like digs itself into the uh, into the uh, ship to give it like a base, and it kind of like rears up, and you see like the underside of it. And like all four of them just kind of go and like kind of like twist as they're attacking towards you, and you kind of like. Are trying to dodge out of the way, and like you dodge two of them, and the other one just kind of like like the gears that are like swirling around it just scrape against your skin, and it's just it's it's just this tearing. Kind of fuck up my Celtic knot. So each one of those all together is going to do fifteen uh, bludgeoning damage. All together, you said. Yes. Okay. Both hits. Mm. Like both hits. Mm. Yeah. Cumulative did fifteen. Cumulative. Cool. Make sure. Yeah, it's it. They can do some damage if it hits with its attacks. And then uh, it's going to use to try and grapple you. Okay. So it's going to be eight. No. <laughs> so it doesn't quite. It doesn't. It, it is not able to uh, pin you down and grapple you. Okay. After that, it's going to be forty-two. It's going to do its normal barrage of attacks. Alright, that's a natural one, so give me a second to negotiate that particular pitfall for this thing, and... Natural one, well, let me see what happens, natural 20. Nothing, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It has a moment of (laughs) self-doubt. Yeah, it's like the, it's like... It, like the bow almost breaks, but it's like and it gives it a stern look, and then it cognitively like restitches itself back together, <laughs> and you just, you just misses. But that's uh, just you just see like funk, funk into the crow's nest, and then Fifth kind of like has the duck ducks out of the way as more arrows kind of 
pass by uh, their vicinity. After this, Hoagie. Okay. Um, the five. It has fairy fire, so I have both. Correct. So I don't need you, Reckless. Thankfully. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and use the great sword mm-hmm. on that. I'm right next to her, am I not? So I'm not going to use the gun. I'm going to take the blade. That's the library. Uh, 23. Uh, 24, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I know it's not as good. It's a plus 7. 23, uh, 23 or 24, we'll both hit it. Okay. I should have said that beforehand, but it's okay. Uh, so 5 plus... Four is nine slashing. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and add Astral Spark to that. So another three force damage. Okay. And then bonus action, I would like to rage. Um, should have said four and so I got it here. It's all good. Uh, attacking again. This one's not as good. 17 ahead. Not quite. Okay. Also, make a dexterity saving throw on the first hit that you do with your greatsword. Uh, okay, give me a second. I have advantage on death effects that I can see while not blinded, death, and during capacitated. You can see it. Yeah. Uh, that's cut. That was almost natural 20. Uh, 16 plus, you said dex save? Mm-hmm. Uh, 16, 30, 20. Okay. So, when you hit it with your sword, it kind of, you see, like, the gears, like, reflectively, like, break, and, it, like, the pseudopod tries to wrap around your sword to try and uh, capture it, mm-hmm. but you're able to pull it out just in time, and you see, like, the tetrapod kind of, like, just clink back into place. Okay. Alright, so I raged, <coughs> bonus, I did my two attacks. Yeah, and, um, when you, and when you hit it, you, like, you, like, you get a good hit on it, and, yeah. like, you see, like, these gears blast away and, like, skitter across the deck. And then, like, you see it kind of, like, like, repair itself as, like, more gears are, like, like chunked into place as it kind of, like, and then, again, it's got that steampunk kind of, like, jerkiness to it as, yeah. as the tetrapod kind of, like, goes back down into its normal uh, position. Okay. Does it seem to take the full damage or no? Not quite. Not okay. from the slashing damage. Okay. But the force damage. The force damage, it definitely was, it, it, it definitely took that. Okay. Good enough. I forget it's my turn. All right. After Hoagie is Finn, who is going to make a Constitution saving throw at the end of his turn. Dirty 20. That'll do it. So you're able to shake off the effects of the poisonous gas from... uh, the tetrapotted enemy, and we're going to go straight into. Well, it would be Raleigh, except for that thump you heard from the, at the beginning of the round. You hear again as another one climbs up over the top of the bow and is headed towards you guys. It's not quite there yet, but there is another. Five. What are these considered as far as size goes? Large. Okay. 
Uh, but yeah, Rala, you're up. Hmm. Well, seeing as I have the range advantage, I'm gonna shoot 41. Okay. And just to be clear, 41, 42. It okay. does not matter. One, two. Just one of these little bastards that keeps. I'm shooting. just letting you know. Let's say 21. I'll hit. Yeah, 12 kids. Okay. Any bullshit you're fine with? I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and put Shadow Arrow on it because I hate it. Okay, so it's going uh, to make a... 12. 12? Uh, matches, so I guess that's nice. Okay. Wait, it's so not I can blind. still see, but it takes five seconds. Five seconds? Okay. Definitely not resistant to that. <laughs> uh, that's what I got. Okay. Just like notching the arrow. After Raleigh is fifth. Um, let me go ahead and cast. Let me just let me just check out my 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 thingamabob real quick. My meta magic. Mm-hmm. Your thingamabob, you say? What is your shadow arrows? You should. Uh, touch. Like halfway, like I I knock the arrow and I shoot, and then. As I am watching it and I see that it's going to hit true, you watch as my eyes glaze over black and the arrow goes into a silk screen of smoke and it hits true and like immediately surrounds them. And if they're able to like shake it off, then they're fine. But if they're blinded, you see as their eyes are covered in possible. Very nice. Cool. Um, so the the black smoke that kind of appears around me when I'm I'm casting magic and stuff uh, starts to harden around my body as I cast uh, mage armor. That feels like a really good plan. You already had mage armor. It hasn't been eight hours since oh, last you Sweet, even better. Then I'll cast blade ward. Okay. Um, yeah, for resistance and shit. And then, and then I'll use meta magic to cast Mind Slayer. Okay, so tell me what to do in, in these situations. So, it's an intelligence saving throw from the one that's attacking Holy. The five? Is it yeah. Five one? Yeah. yeah. As, you know, black smoke starts to get all of those ears. Sweet, 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 sweet. You said it was an intelligence saving throw? Yeah. Four. No, that, that doesn't <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> okay, so what is the effect there? So, so they take some damage as the psychic energy that I attack it with does six whole damage. Not bad. And they have to subtract a d4 from their next saving throw. I'm sure it's only six. You're level five. Two means six. Yeah, three. Oh, oh. 
<laughs> Sometimes you just roll bad, man. Oh, yeah. 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 A lot of the time you just roll really bad. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll step behind Ben. And then you have to subtract 1d4 from your next hit. Sounds good to me. Bane but I, light. But I kind of want to step behind Finn so that I'm a little bit farther out of range of things. Okay. Let's see. Cool. That's it. All right. After that is 41, who's going to do the standard peppering attack, except for now because you are behind Finn. So I'm going to attack Finn. I'm real sorry, Finn. No, no this, is, this is what Finn would probably prefer. Natural one. Okay, it's fine. Uh, both of the ones that are that you go after you, you're able to like dodge out of the way and then snap as like a burst of fire explodes the uh, the one coming at you. The only damage you just kind of like cool guy. Don't look at the explosion. Mm-hmm. All right, um, <laughs> super cool. Does a sixteen hit your AC, uh, Raleigh? Yes. What is your AC? 15. Well, you're, you're, so a 17 doesn't hit. You're in hot cover, right? As on, so, yeah, so you have an AC of 17. Because you have plus 2 because you're in hot you're cover. You're in hot cover. Right? Oh. So yeah. 16 does not hit you. Cool. <laughs> so you see it coming at you, and you just kind of like duck, and it just thunk, and you see it like go through the wood, but it's like right at you, so you're like, <laughs> you break it off. <laughs> I fucking, I, I'm not strong, so I kick it, and I'm just like, I just shoot it first. So yeah, you like, kick it on like a little piece like breaks off, and then like as it breaks, you see the entire thing just kind of disintegrate. Mm. I squinted that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, which means we go back to the top of the round, and five is here to try and do the thing that it does. It does not regain its rechargeability, however. Right. Well. <laughs> no. No. Uh, sixteen hit. Yep, that's okay. So you are in five. Please. Three, three, three. Uh, so fifteen damage. Okay. I guess half done. As it just kind of like basically jumps on you, and you just there's just these gears just pummeling you and pummeling you. It's almost engulfing you, so I'm going to give it another chance of grappling you, and that's pretty good. That is a 23 to grapple you. Is that a contest or no? Uh, it was supposed to be just like a hit, okay. but if you want, but we can make it a contest. Okay. Why not? I'm I'm feeling uh. Oh, is is grappling just getting over their AC? Depends. Monster stat blocks are like that sometimes. Because uh, I may want to try to grapple one of them since I count as one side larger being a powerful build. 18. 18 plus 7. Plus 7? Yeah. Well, I definitely hit. Five. That's more than the 23 that I got. Yeah. Terrible at that. <laughs> so bad at it. It's not as bad as that one time John and I tried to make a time with each other, but we were looking to the other for time, so we just could not get it right to the Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. 
Pretty grand. Okay, so I'm just gonna you're able to kind of like you kind of like just kind of using the great sword to fend off. Yeah, like you, you yeah. like anyone looking out would see it kind of like, and then like, <clears throat> and then I guess you like shove it off. You because you're, you're like it is a large creature and you're considered medium, but like it's not as uh, lopsided as you would think. Yeah, like, you you're pretty like tall against it. All right, next is forty two. Going to attack. Those are two natural ones. Nice. And those are pretty good rolls. Jesus. That's two natural 17s against Finn. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. Uh, I'm going to use. Well, those are two attacks, right? Yes. I'll use um, Shield for one of them. Well, if you use shield, then it counts for both of them, because it gives you the shield until the start of your next turn. Oh, oh. Nice. well, no, I'll use shield then. Uh, so that means that your AC is a... 21. I believe it still hits. Oh. Because it's 17 plus 4, so it's 21. Oh. Rip. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I thought, I thought you said it was a 17. Well, it was two natural 17s. Uh, My, I'm, I'm sorry for that. I'll let you take that uh, shield back if you want to. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's that's me saying incorrect things. Or at least... I think the things. flavor is Finn was, try, was trying to put up a shield, but then they were just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck! Too fast. That's going to be 14 piercing damage. Hmm. Uh, swirl on that blade around, it's still next to me, so I'm slicing at it. Okay. It's still got fairy fire on it, so... Uh, I assume. Uh, you, 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 didn't, you didn't take any damage, right? No, I missed the arrow. Yeah, both of them missed. Yeah. Uh, so first one is 17 plus 7 for 24. Count on that. Uh, 8 plus 4 is 12. Plus two rage is fourteen. The fourteen slashing, and I'm gonna pump my last astral spark into mm-hmm. it. Okay. For three force damage. Okay. And then take my second slice at it as I just scroll the blade around, coming down straight where we're right, the center the, mass. The first cut, like you see, it goes straight through one of the tetrapods, and like you see, like it comes clean off, and then like after a second, it kind of like stops, and like you see, as like these. Arms come and grab it and pull it back in, and it, rep- and it kind of ties repairing. It like repairs itself and ties it back into itself. Okay, it's still taking damage. It's just oh yeah, it still yeah. does damage, but okay. it's just I'm just doing cool stuff. Yeah, no, this sounds cool. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. Um, we just have to clarify. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. That's damage, right? Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, all right, second swing. So I swirl back around, motherfucker. Thirteen. Twelve. Anyway. Twelve. 12 will not quite do it. Um, yeah, that will... Action, action. Uh, as far as bonus action, I'm already raging. So, nothing really for me. I'm good. Okay. After Hoagie's Finn. 
Alright, Finn is going to first use meta magic to upcast to to not guess to quicken uh, mm-hmm. chromatic orb. Okay. Which are, who are you attacking? Uh, the advantaged uh, okay. five. Sure. Big tough. It's all glowy glowy. Ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, that is a 25. Yeah, that'll hit. Uncharacteristic, because you've only seen him use flames, he's going to use coal. Okay. So it's going to be like... And it's going to, like, you know, show Finn's versatility to not just be the flame sorcerer. <laughs> okay. How much damage do you do? Uh, excellent question. Four, four. So I'm using that as a quick and spell. Do grab that, grab that, grab you. That was good. Uh, pretty spicy. And seventeen, nineteen cold damage. It's super effective. Hey. How do you want to do that? Uh, so, <laughs> Finn is just gonna, like, he's gonna, like, just get battered by the two arms, and he's gonna go, and he's gonna shake it off, and he's gonna go, get off my ship! <laughs> and he's gonna... You got shot by arrows. Oh, shot by arrows. Like, he's gonna get hit by a couple arrows, and he's gonna, like, <laughs> throws it off the side. And, and notably, when you break the arrows, they disintegrate. Um, Get off my ship! And he's gonna snap, and it's just gonna be like this cold swirl mm-hmm. that's just going to like it's it's a big mass, and it's just gonna kind of spiral. And when it hits, like the cold just like like it creeps like super fast, kind of like a uh, day after tomorrow when the yeah. like, the mm-hmm. frost is coming into the library. It's just like, and then it just you know. Yeah, you just see like joints. this ice kind of get inside the joints of all of this automaton, and just kind of like, just, like as you can see, like usually it's like trying to move constantly, as it just like freezes, and it's frozen in place. Excellent. Essentially, a nice statue at this point. So. And then I'm gonna go punch the other one. <laughs> uh, this one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, five, ten. 30. Yeah. Alright. Uh, this one is dead, so it's just gonna be fine. Burr, These other two are flying, right? Yes. These, With this guy these are is, flying. What was this other one? Right? This is one of those. Okay, it's another one of those. It's another, it's another five. Okay, okay. Five, two. Yeah. It's five. Two. <laughs> Two. Mm. <laughs> well, that ain't gonna do it. <laughs> no? No, I only got a ten. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Rip. So he's gonna come up and he's gonna be like, Oh, shit. <laughs> the, you just see that like, kind of like shoulder, like kind of like warble out of the way. Like you just try and punch one of it, and it goes that one goes up, and you like follow through the next one, and that one goes up too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's remarkably agile for something that is this hulking machine. All right. After that is fifty-two. 
And you just see this one kind of like, it's going to back up 10 feet. Time for opportunity, who? Mm-hmm. You can you can take that reaction if you like to. I uh, will. Yes, no, because I didn't. I didn't end up. You didn't use a reaction yet. Yeah, it's the top of the right off. So. That's not thirteen. <laughs> thirteen, I assume, does not do it. Uh, thirteen will not hit. No. So it's going to kind of like rear back, and you see it like get up all on its thing, and just kind of like. <laughs> And kind of cartwheel. Mm. It's gonna like, and they hit you, and it's gonna continue going. Reach out and try and smack Fithic, and then go all the way across and hit. Uh... Do I get an attack? Okay. You do. Would it does I move. It does move through your friend's face. Whoa. It does not. Uh, Hogarth not does not because it is still within your threatened range. Yeah. But yes. To definitely the daggers. Mm-hmm. Not the minus one you just specific. Where is that dagger? That's that's a dirty twenty. I'll hit. D four. Just let me just pull out a D four. Haven't done a dagger attack in a while. That's a s- three. Three damage. Three, three pierce. piercing damage. With my totally not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you're going to make a dexterity saving throw. You? Yes. Yes. You. That wasn't great. No. That sucked, actually. <laughs> yeah. Sick. Alright, so you slash at it and it kind of let you see one of the two gears like pop out awkwardly and it catches your dagger and it flies away. <laughs> With the with no, the monster. Not my only, not actually, it's not even my only, not one of my totally non magical daggers <laughs> that I only took because they're available. <laughs> Alright, so now I'm gonna resolve its attacks. It's gonna do two against Finn. That is a five and a natural twenty. Oh. Oh. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is 16 damage. Woo! That is a maximum damage roll. Oof. Been looking a little bit rough. And one, two, Fithic. And 18. That is six damage. And then two against Hogarth. That is a natural one. Just misses. Yeah. <laughs> and a 18 plus four. Yeah, that definitely hits. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to be five bludgeoning damage. Down to two. Mm-hmm. Gosh, this whole rage thing. Really nice, by the way. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Fuck AC. Just don't take damage. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, I thought that was a cool thing that it did, so that's the end of its turn. Draw <laughs> like her up. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a cool that's thing. That was good. A little somersault attack. Really yeah. Thing. A little cartwheel. Yeah. I'm gonna shoot an arrow before you Yeah. Because it tried to hit me back, and I'm like, okay, we can fire fight, bitch. Do it. Uh, 21. 21 will hit. Device is dying. 
That's uh, 11. See? And then I'm going to action surge. Uh, it's You don't need to attack it again. That one is pierced through the eye as like the entirety of it just disintegrates. Oh, actually, yeah, this wouldn't be here. This disintegrates as well. well. Whenever it dies, it disintegrates. So yeah, it, you see to addendum the frozen thing. And that then was you, gone. You yeah. see it kind of like freeze, and then you see it like you see kind of like the metal of it just crack and crack and crack and, cr- and like it's almost like fractals going through the whole thing until it just loses enough structural integrity that the ice also shatters and the entire thing just blows away. Hmm. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, go ahead. Action search. I go. Nice. Immediately. Shit. 41. No, it's an apple one. Well, re-roll it. Uh, 12. Well, it doesn't hit, so the bowstring on your bow snaps. Bitch. The actual structural integrity of the bow is fine, and you have extra bowstrings, but it's going to take a... It's going to take part of a. It's going to take either an action or a successful sleight of hand check to restring your bow on your next turn. But unless you have anything else you want to do, uh, nope. Fithic. Yeah. I am going to dig really deep into my pit of how much I hate the Raven Queen, um, and. Summon. You mean help? Yep, that's that's it. Uh, summon the the gateway between the stars uh, to Hunger of Hazar, and I'm gonna open it just to where it hits the big guy and not Hoagie. Understood. Yeah. Um. And so you know, there's this big black void that's like kind of sort of we'll attached to me with some black wispy bits, and um. Yeah, there's a lot of fl- fun slurping noises and I'm assuming soft I'm, whispers. Yeah. I'm assuming I'm making some kind of... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm reading for that. Or a saving throw. I totally would have told you. Is it a dex save? Yeah, I think it's a dex save. He rolled a natural 20. That sucks. Yeah, that works. Yeah, dex save. Yeah, the dex save for the acid. But then there's the 26 there. Any creature starts its turn. Yeah, so there's a, a complete area effect, mm-hmm. and then there's also a save. So you say you don't have, you don't take the acid damage, but there's a, a natural two d six cold damage. It does. When it's when I start my next turn, uh, it says any creature that starts its turn. Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You avoided the tentacles. Cool. All right. So five is dead. Forty two is dead. Oh, and and it's magic blackness. Five two and five one. So there's only five. There's five two and four one. Yeah. I, I don't know if it, it can see in total blackness. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you. I feel like automatons can. But... Can I see it still? Technically. Right now. Sorry. All right. Can you? So. Oh, that's. It's just coming up. Okay, so 41. That's going to be its turn. So it's going to do. It's, you're, you're right underneath it, so it's going to kind of look at you like. It's going to fly down and try and punch you. 
I think it's funny. Does it have one of those like flyby things where it can fly down and then disengage after that? Or? Like an owl. <clears throat> or do I get an impact of opportunity? Uh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, you can. Punch it, dude. Punch it, man. Feel so bad. You get all of them now, right? Uh, It'd be like that sometimes. Oh, uh, no. Okay, get all your natural points out now. <laughs> it's uh, nine damage. And no. No? Oh, you're a dork. It's nearly down. So, fl- so like, it goes on and it gets, gets you and then it starts to fly back up. There we go. Present. All right. I'm going to punch it. <laughs> Do it. Relentless endurance is gone, mm-hmm. but it's fine. No. All right. It's great to have two players that are so tanky and like has like I'm I'm not dead yet because I can just wail on them without feeling bad. Ooh, nineteen. Yeah, that'll hit. I'm gonna apply divine spite to it. I'm so surprised. Thank gosh. All right. Uh, I'll apply. Hmm. This is for one attack of you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'll apply a second level divine spite. Jesus. How do you shake it up? Uh, 12. So, okay. Right, so this is my standard die for punching. So it's one, it's four bludgeoning and fourteen radiant. That's eighteen damage. Yes. So okay. So you kind of like it, kind of like gets you right in the face, and just kind of you just hear like, and you just like rage out, freaking, and it just. Like gears just fly everywhere and, and then disintegrate. <laughs> it's fucking dead. <laughs> dead as fuck. I don't know what type of fucking you're doing, but if it's dead, that's. He's just like he's like kind of like holding his yeah <laughs> his, uh, his body is just like <sighs> yeah like blood looking down like Rocky Balboa taking on a call of duty. close to passing out for the pain. <laughs> But uh, top of the order, Hoagie. Hoagie, all right. Uh, I got a new fella. You uh, have a new fella. So I'm just going to... That fella has one damage on him. Start start wailing on the new fella. You can't see the fella. Mm. Disadvantage, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I ain't reckless in against a five. Against five attacks, yeah. yeah. Probably smart. Oh, uh, shit, motherfucker. Ten on the first hit? No. <laughs> and the second one? That's better. 20, dirty 20. Yeah, that'll hit. Um, You're just like, it's in there somewhere. <laughs> um, let's see. Plus four. It's 15 slashing. Okay. And, uh, sorry, 17 slashing because of rage. So that's it. Okay, so that's. Eight. 
And then what? And then that's it. And that was my two attacks. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that will be it. All right, make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Oh, wait, I don't see it. I don't have advantage. Mm-hmm. This right order. That sounds good. Um, you may have just lost me my beautiful sword. Uh, 12. Unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, like you just feel like you feel it hitting, like, ha ha, and then you just feel like, <laughs> like as it kind of like clamps down on your sword and just goes whoop, into the inky blackness. Okay. Finn. Or what, anything else you want to do? Nope, that's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Finn, you're up. Uh, I'm going to bonus action cast Shield of Faith on myself. Okay. Uh, you're at one HP, correct? Yes. And then I am going to kind of like, he's going to kind of like walk over a little bit and he's just going to like cast another chromatic orb out of You have disadvantage. You cannot see. Oh, it is, in, it is within the, it is invisible to you, essentially. Mm-hmm. There's not enough, uh, Area of effect spells for you guys quite yet, apparently. Mm. Unfortunate. Ten. That's unfortunately not going to do it. So you just see the orb kind of fly through, and you don't hear or uh, see anything change. Rip. Okay. <laughs> it is now uh, five two's turn, so it will take two d six coal damage. That's nine cold damage. Eighteen cold damage. Very cool. So I mean, you know, disadvantage, super effective damage. You take it, you what you can. Uh, it is, however, going. Is it? Is there any way, reason why it can't move out of it? I can totally move. Oh, it is. It is difficult terrain. Okay, so it takes half movement. So it's going to jump and kind of like that, while attacking and also releasing its paralyzing gas. Make a constitution saving That's good. Uh, Twenty-two. That's perfectly fine. You are good to go. Boom, boom, boom. Lowest one that I think is going to hit is a 16. Yep, that hits. Okay. That is 14 damage. Bludgeoning. And it kind of like jumps over you, just goes and then lands next to you and kind of like falls on you for another grapple attempt. So make it an advantage. You can see it this time. You get advantage because you're raging. Uh, Okay. This is going to be a dirty 20. All right, so like it once again lands on you and just tries to clamp down, and you just throw it off of you. Okay. And you can now you can see the your sword that's kind of kind stuck of into one of the, it. It's stuck out of one of the pseudopods that is kind of like you see it kind of like moving awkwardly around. Okay, but it's still effective. Okay, 
Probably. You're up. It is right below you, so you're going to have a little bit of a difficult time shooting it from where you are. I thought Finn went for it. Didn't Finn just go? Did I, did I miss Finn? Uh, well, it, no, it was, no, Finn, yeah. Finn used, to, used his uh, chromatic orb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was Hoagie, then it's me, and then it's... 52, and then it's Raleigh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I attempted to... I know I screw up the initiative order sometimes, but I'm, I've been pretty good about it lately. I heard because Hoagie was doing things. Um, I was rolling safe. Oh, yeah. because Hoagie I... made a roll, and then I said, Hoagie, you see your sword. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I was like... Context was maybe confused. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's my fault for not paying 100% attention. Get Baja blasted. I don't know what to tell you. Get out of here. I'm trying to restring my bow. That's a natural 20. Actually. Uh huh. Restring the hell out of that bow. So you, you get you are able to restring the bow for sure. Put two strings on and pull back two. <laughs> That's not how that works. You look fucking loot. <laughs> <laughs> Does it so easy? It's the idea that you've done it so often and she's like, fuck. <laughs> and then I shit the bed with my chest roll. What is it? Eleven. Not quite. Anything else you want to do? Um, besides throwing more dice in jail? Yes. <laughs> dice jail. No. Dice jail. You need to be aware of the dice jail. That's very terrible lighting. We got this for Cat. This cat has terrible luck. Hey, I also have this dice jail. Because <laughs> you need two dice jails. We put away the bad dice that have misbehaved on these rolls. I mean, that dice gave me a natural 20 and then a 2. So. It is fickle. Well, in any case, it is now Vic's turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fithic is going to cast Cloud of Daggers because I want to roll more D4s. <laughs> and I love Cloud of Daggers. Um, <laughs> who doesn't love Cloud of it's Daggers? It's basically concentrated magic missing. It's awesome. <laughs> It's a good thing we're uh, I'm enacting like relative positioning on this. Yeah. It's like here it is. Oh god. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Into the ship it goes. <laughs> oh god, it's cutting up the ship. Oh, oh god. god, there it goes. Oh, oh god, it's, it's making sandwiches. Oh no. Oh Jesus. It's the fucking thing from Matrix. <laughs> So, yeah, Cloud of Daggers, that shit. What? How much damage? Seven, nine, twelve. Twelve piercing? Slashing, probably. Daggers do piercing, so I'm not sure. It's slashing. It's slashing. It's literally a cloud of slashing. Took me forever to find it. Alright, you said it was twelve damage? Yeah. Okay. I thought there was no escape for that. There's no escape. The daggers just smack you. Suffer. Is that now and at the beginning of my turn? Yeah. If you start your turn there. Yeah. That is brutal. Yes. All right. Well, 
Hoagie, you're up. All right. Um, my sword's in there. Mm-hmm. Gosh, my belly's like, okay. I know exactly what I want you to do, and I'm hoping you do it, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. So I could just sword the stone. <laughs> I could pull the great axe. What would it take action economy-wise for me to get my, grab my sword? Uh, I would make you use one of your attacks of your attack action. Yeah. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Could I grab the sword that's in it and just slice from one grabbing it, or no? Mm -hmm, You could. It's in it right now. You want me to give you a hint of what you want me to do? Because my idea is is just to. It's in it. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna stab it further. Like sure, you can do that. Yeah, with your with your hand. Well, what what else is your sword? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish everyone had disadvantage, though, because of close. It's inside yeah. it. It's inside it. I feel Look, like it hit. I'm not, I'm not going to give you disadvantage if the sword is stuck inside the thing. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll use the... So you're going to see... Like, imagine how cool what I'm saying yeah, is. Do no. you really think I'm going to give you disadvantage for yeah. that? So, Hoagie, is this... I'm not even sure you really need to hit for it if it's inside of it. There's no hit to be made. A hoagie is just going to appreciate you holding on to that deer. And he grabs it and then just pulls the trigger. Nice. Just do damage. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That is a D. Roll a D20 just in case you get a... Yeah, roll a a dexterity saving throw to actually, like, jump onto him and grab it. Okay. I was going to say just in case you rolled an actual... Or actually, make an athletics. An athletics check. That still have... Athletics. Still have advantage on those. It's a 17 with athletics. More than enough. Okay. So roll for damage. Uh, which is it? I was, I was going to say he should roll to see if he gets a natural 20. You could if you wanted to. 8 plus 4 is 12. Uh, 12 piercing damage. And how you want to do it? Um, he's going to take, like, just literally grab it, pull the trigger, and then as the barrel spins, he's going to pull it out and slice up, pulling trigger again. Nice. As it just pulls the, the sword out of the stone. <laughs> what I what I wanted you to do specifically, which is like grab up there, grab it, and just go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you go in there, blow, and you just see the whole kind of mechan- mechanism just go blow out the bottom of it, and then like it kind of like you see it kind of, and then like just lifts up as you throw it off of the. Off of the boat, and it just disintegrates as it flies away. Cool. Finn's gonna be like, he's gonna kind of like walk over, and he's he's still like, he's kind of fucked up. <laughs> he's gonna, he's just gonna look at Hoagie and be like, as you were, fall over. <laughs> <laughs> Adrenaline done. <laughs> someone, someone on that? Someone, someone on that? is down as fast as she fucking can. <laughs> I'm I'm not much better, honestly. Don't you navy folk have like the healing potions or something? Sandwich. Yes. You solved my pentagram's puzzle. <laughs> you eat my last sandwich of the day. I'm like flying things. <laughs> I thought this gave you guys equal opportunity to show off your skills. 
Yeah, I, I think it's fun how I have one character that if you're not within five feet, she can do nothing. And I have another character that's like, I can hit you from 600. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from me. I am, from me. I am one of the ship's artillery. Pretty much, yeah. One of these days, I have several ship to ship combat ideas all set and ready to go for you guys. I'm very excited to get to that part. I was hoping I'd get, I was wanting a natural 18 on my sword. Mm-hmm. Because when you it's in sword mode, I hit a natural eighteen. It does the slice, and it also shoots at the same time. Yeah, true. So that I was hoping I get to use that. Because yeah, I was I was, I was thinking about that. I'm like, we have the crew. I don't want them involved in a fight like this. But most of the time, they won't. The only time the crew will intervene is if things are going very badly. They're not especially combat uh, specialists. Because they're, they're more like munitions. They're, they're, suppo- they're support staff. Yeah. Okay. So you guys, after a brutal, brutal fight against... I think it's bedtime. Some un- unknown assailants. That I'm, I'm going to have you guys make uh, history checks. See if you are familiar with this particular uh, enemy. It's going to be pretty high. Yeah. Hmm. 21? Barely not. Barely not. You're right there. I rolled a 10. 8. 16. Okay. You have like this vague recollection that you've seen it somewhere in some military text. Like it's not the first time anyone's ever seen this, but it's you just you can't quite think of like the specifics of what it is. Mm. Okay. John thinks he knows. <laughs> I mean, I literally said you solved yeah. my puzzle. Yeah. Very wrong. But it's, it's definitely not the context of what you think it is. Okay. But yes, it's. The, I mean, the description seems like a almost like a modified version of it. Like everything that I do is modified. Yeah. I love to just take yeah. something and be like, I'm gonna fuck with this. Yeah, like the way you describe oh. the the heat source mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. So yes. I'm going to give you guys the ability to use a short rest now, if you like. But it's a couple hours until you guys arrive at the Asgard system, and as you warp out of wild space... four-ish hours? Sure. Why? Because I can take a long rest. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's about, it's about uh, five hours or so. Wait, I think I can, too. If you're an elf, then you can. <laughs> well... If only, Making sure if only you were a spellcaster. I definitely have exhaustion. Well, I'm gonna have spells, but you know, you have exhaustion. Oh yeah, I went down. That's, that's, that's yeah. Also, oh, technically, I'm on my second fight of the day. That's a modified thing. I, I, I like that way. But Why are you? Yeah, yeah. that's a homebrew thing. I do. Oh, the wait. Oh. I thought it, you. Do you pass out afterwards? No, it's kind of more of a bit, but... Yeah, no, I'm not gonna... No, I was at one hit point, I was fine. Yeah, you're, you don't get exhaustion. Yeah. You fucking are in pain, and, like, this fucking blows, but you're fine. Relatively. I'm so... Afraid. You actually wouldn't have got it from mine either, because you didn't technically go unconscious. Yeah. Well, I mean, he... He role-played going unconscious. Yeah. He didn't... Tech, he didn't get beaten by yeah, if you mechanically go unconscious, yeah. that's when you get exhaustion from mine. Gotcha. But yeah, you can use... Uh, if you have any hit dice remaining... Uh, use it to heal if you like. Yeah, I see the last of mine. 
And then the two of you that you did a long rest get half of your hit points, or your hit dice back. And all of your hit points back. Yeah, we'll do it for you automatically. Alright. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Very nice. And like as you warp into this system, it is strikingly pretty. Like, even the background of like the like, I want to say it's not the Milky Way, but like that kind of same kind of like Starfield, like the, the gaseous like background. Yeah. Sparkles beautifully. Yeah. There's so much like activity in the Starfield. And like you just see this almost serene, beautiful gas giant with this massive ring system slowly rotating with like these very pretty moons rotating around it. And that, I think, is exactly where we need to end the session for today as we kind of take in the sight of the Asgard system. Do you know what else is breathtakingly beautiful? What's that? All of the content on our Twitter. Very true. Instagram. And hi, Vanessa on Facebook and Patreon because they get extra special content. Uh, Like art and videos and early access to all of these videos. There's so much excellent uh, bonus art in our Patreon from Mary. She's been working her butt off to just pump that content into that Patreon, and it's so good. It's just, it's very entertaining. If you like the podcast, if you like the characters, you're going to love the art. It's so much fun. It's basically the art that we post, but I finish it. And art that I draw just for us girls. We post the Patreon, speculative stuff, stuff that I draw for funsies, mm-hmm. uh, doodles from my notebooks. Yeah, all the little things you you see her doing while we're playing the game, those are on Patreon, and those are fun. I just, I love to draw. <laughs> but yeah, tons of value on our Patreon, it's only going to get better and better the farther we go along, so please check it out. If you want to support us, that's the best way to do it. If you don't want to uh, go to Patreon, we completely understand. Please like this video on YouTube, subscribe. Uh, you could do the bells, but uh, we pretty much release on the same yeah. time every every week, unless there's a special, in which case we'll very much tell you about it. But yeah, Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Yeah, so the girl. So yeah, there's, there's, there's been a lot of that today. Yeah. yeah. Additionally, take a look at the link below for Dice Legion and use the code LIZARD to get 10% off and support us that way, maybe. And check out our friends over at Rolling For What Now because they are pretty awesome. We got a little uh, clip for you after our outro. You'll see a little clip from them. All right. Well, thank you for coming once again. I hope everyone had fun. I hope everyone had fun playing and have fun watching. We'll see you guys next time at Lizards in Locations. adventurers and welcome to the world of Eldenhelm, a magical place filled with mystery and majestic beasts. We follow the chronicles of our adventurers brought together by a mysterious being known as Vinden. Many exciting adventurers await these unlikely heroes. Follow their excellent adventures on a podcast platform near you. Right there, by you, on your phone. What's your phone? Uh, oh, hi, Trouble. Um, yeah, hi. You're supposed to be with your party. My heart to talk to you. Uh, oh, okay. It's like you're over. 
Um, uh, okay, well, head on, head on back to your friends. You know, tell the people bye. What people? The, the, these ones. Come on, I'm not seeing people. Just, just check out the podcast, guys. Um, I need to Where's get the her back. Come, on, tr- what are you talking about? <clears throat> Rolling for what now? Find us on all social media and wherever you get your podcasts. And flowcode.com/pages/slash Rolling for what now. <laughs>